everybody goes quiet. Well, no, it's just, I'm going to put this new thing on here, so it's going to be loud into the, my microphone while right, we're doing this. Good, that'll be good. Just peak, peak the fucking be, little levels. It's, be very it's nice. too bad because like he missed some pretty quality preamble. Like yeah. there was some like good shit happening. I had it all set up, but Windows Update fucked me. Like if, if As it does. Machine, that should be an enjoyable experience. If this is not consensual, then you should not accept that well, update. No, it, it definitely, it was not consensual. I definitely just got fucking forcibly Windows updated uh, after I set up the microphone. Holy shit. <laughs> non-consensual oh Windows update. Uh, non-consensual Windows updates. Uh, all right. With that, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance, our 108th episode and Woo! one of these rare occasions that... We are all in person recording together, even with some guests this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm Tim. I'm going to be hosting this episode. It's going to be a long anticipated, much talked about episode that we're finally getting around to doing. We've got our core crew with here. So we've got Christy. Hey, it's been a while, we, guys. We have Christy with her new fiance, newly minted fiance, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark, who is allergic to cats, and we were recording in Mark's basement where there are cats. And so, but congratulations, guys! We mentioned it last week on the episode. But yes, I listened. Yeah, I did too. For once. Hey, <laughs> I listen sometimes. <laughs> As she admires her rings, doing yeah. visual bits already, ting, 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 even ting. in fucking person, she's doing visual. Bits. <laughs> it's better when we're together. <laughs> yeah. Show show all of our listeners your ring, Kristen. <laughs> ting, 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 ting. Oh yeah, think, there I we think go. You're gonna have to post a picture. This is Mark saying hello because I'm getting. I'm, you're making me wait. We're getting around, Mark. Fuck my life. We all, we do also have our our normal Mark with us. Hello, not everybody. just special Mark. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying. We're to trying to go the other way. Mark. We're trying to go the other way from from duty Mark. Yeah. <laughs> from your original name. On I don't the think either is really good. <laughs> They're both actually pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie to you. We have special Mark. Oh. Everyone's like, and delete this podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically Edit that out. Start over. <laughs> and uh, we me. also have my significant other. We have alicia joining us for the very first time properly on an episode <laughs> not just heckling from the background so say hello alicia Which is how we like i'm much better at heckling honestly <laughs> <laughs> and uh why alicia is on the podcast we will get to uh i mean besides that she's my wife and she's great thank you <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah how's everybody doing it's been a while since the th- like the three of us let alone all of us have been together so uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple weeks. I think we've all been traveling. It's uh, been kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah it's been it nuts. A lot of, lot of craziness, a lot of, lot of life events, and a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, before um, before the travel to Calgary slash Alberta slash engagement trip, we uh, I was doing the Fringe Festival for two weeks. Which oh, yeah, how'd that like, go? It looked like your, your shows were pretty well attended yeah. and, and pretty well reviewed. Yeah, we sold out almost... Why am, I don't know why I'm acting so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow, you're actually right. pretty good at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. We sold out most of our shows, which was pretty rad, because nice. um, I heard a bunch of other productions really struggled to get the crowds, because there were just so many. Because they were all at your performances. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I missed the podcast, though. I, I missed it a lot. We missed you, too. Even though we used it as an opportunity to talk about shit you either haven't seen or don't give a shit I about. know. So many comic episodes. People were, like, so pumped and indie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the indie episode was very popular, too, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we had a lot of, lot of engagement. So welcome to any, uh, any new people that uh, joined on for... Uh, 
So we've had a lot of a lot of uh, new likes and stuff. I don't know if that's actually translating to new people listening to the podcast. But Yo, uh, shout whatever. out to that. The numbers oh. have been going up a little bit. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, it's been well. slowly, slowly, slowly going up on the weekly basis. So. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to that fan who said that indie doesn't actually <laughs> matter to the plot. Tim uh, was like, um, no. Basically, that was, no. Yeah, we, we both had the, exactly the same groan moment. Yeah. I think I just had to have that groan moment like in Seattle as opposed to like, yeah. Yeah. at home to be annoyed. Oh, why did the music just come Oh, back Ivy. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get uh, into maybe a, a somewhat abbreviated news section here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some exciting things to talk about that are very exciting to certain of our podcast members. The Most of which, which happened literally the day after we recorded last, is that uh, CBS is bringing back Patrick Stewart to play Jean-Luc Picard yes! on a new Star Trek series. Yeah, the, the Star Trek boners heard around the world, I think they should call that one because <laughs> was, there was a lot so- of Excited. Basically, a lot of people who were very, very fucking hyped to hear that Patrick Stewart was back on board with Star Trek. So. Earl Grey tea sales went through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, there's very little information about it so far, but Patrick Stewart basically did a Twitter post saying, like, I thought I was done with this character. Well, he did but a whole I'm thing. thrilled. He was in being... Vegas. Like, he came out and yeah. announced it. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Rad. At, a, at, a, at a Star Trek con mm-hmm. in uh, Vegas was where it was sort of announced. And then he did a whole. Uh, Twitter thing saying like you know he's he thought that he was done with this character but now he's excited to be returning to it and I'm sure they backed a huge fucking dump truck of money up to his well we're all excited to have Captain Picard back let's oh, yeah. be honest here yeah. come on yeah, it's Captain fucking Picard stoked yeah and it's apparently about all we know about the series so far is that it's uh, planned to take place about 20 years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis which is basically, basically real time yeah. yeah basically real time because 18 years TNG from... finished uh, well Nemesis like, was 2002 so yeah okay one, yeah, so yeah it's so been like 16 years? 16 years in yeah. real time since Nemesis and by the time so. it actually hits the air it'll be 18 yeah actually 20 so yeah, yeah fine so definitely expect more on that as things develop from this crowd in more Star Trek news, uh, this is just, uh, I think today, I don't know, last night, Chris Hemsworth, the Chris's, yep. uh, the Chris's, Pine and Hemsworth, are causing issues with Star Trek Four. Apparently, there are some contract and paycheck disputes on what? that right now, because yeah. uh, Chris Hemsworth pay- played Kirk's uh, father. father. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, and apparently was due to perform in the new one that's coming up uh, as well in Star Trek Four. And then Chris Pine obviously plays Kirk. So yeah. I think they could get away without Hemsworth. They're probably not going to get away without Pine. Well, they could just get one of the other Hemsworth True. brothers, right? Like, you just get one of the <laughs> They're other They're practically ones. interchangeable. Yeah. Sure, they need money too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one that did the Hunger Games is probably like, hey, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I, hey, guys, I exist. Uh, my, my other brother did Westworld, so... Yeah, see, that, mm-hmm. like, there's enough Hemsworth brothers to go around. They could yeah. just replace him if they really have to. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if they could get Hemsworth and Pine, like, get all this shit sorted out. I can't see Chris Hemsworth being that bitchy about money, but I don't yeah. know. It would be like watching that scene in Thor, though. When uh, remember when it was the brother from Westworld, the other Hemsworth who played oh, yeah, Thor yeah. on stage right. yeah, with yeah. Brad totally. Pitt, yeah. yeah, or Brad Pitt with Matt Damon, Matt yeah, Damon, yeah. yeah, who's also in Deadpool too. Yeah, I was yeah, watching was. it again yesterday, and yeah. like, he caught his hick, his red yeah, the hick with um, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yep. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing. Because I didn't see it, like I didn't notice the first time I watched it. I was yeah. watching it on the plane yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, it is Matt Damon. <laughs> but this really does he just do real movies anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. does he no, just he just does bit, yeah, exactly, bit gags. Yeah, he's grooming himself to be, to replace Stan Lee as the hey man it's best, a good gig if you can get it yeah exactly as the uh, best cameo actor of all time well he's just another watcher then right yeah there you go <laughs> um, but yeah it just seems like more it's just like basically money disputes so I'm sure this is just like hey we want more money let's go public with it so that we can 
get more get money. more money. But let's see what else was there. The one the one of the things that I posted on our Facebook page that uh, I'm pretty excited about <laughs> is we got casting information on the new live action CW Batwoman series. Yeah. Yep. So Ruby Rose yep. is due to play Kate Kane, and I think that is fucking dead on casting. Perfect. Yeah, it looks she looks pretty good. So yep. I'm pretty into that. Unfortunately, the internet's got kind of shitty about it. Have you guys seen? No, why? I've been I've been in Pearl Jam land for so, a week, buddy. <laughs> wait, 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 the internet's being shitty yeah. about stuff. Fucking newsflash, everybody! <laughs> the internet is shitty. You know what? The internet does love Star Wars, well, though. We can all just say internet loves yeah. um, Star Wars. Have you been on the internet post the Last Jedi? Because yeah. the no, internet, it's been a while, guys. The internet the doesn't like Star Wars <laughs> anymore either. It's yeah, it's kind of scary. Star actually, Wars, right? that was my joke. Basically, only Marvel now. I think we're okay with. No, not no, even. Not even. Oh no, James right, Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we're all fucked. fucked. Everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. So what was this about Ruby Rose and the internet being shit? So essentially, it is. So Kate Kane is supposed to be a Jewish character, yeah. um, and also probably more notably a uh, lesbian character and Kate Kane or uh, Ruby Rose is definitely a let's say non-hetero yeah, person she's bi. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, yeah she's definitely come out as being you know not straight um, but she's not Jewish and so the internet is kind of pissed off that they're casting a non-Jewish person to play this Jewish character but really like her Kate Kane's Jewishness is not really pivotal to the character. No, in any no, way, no, shape no. Or form. The, the lesbian, the lesbian thing is aspect way more. Just, is I, I way more that they actually used yeah, a queer woman for. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that you know when it comes to a religion, that's less important than if the character was black and they had her playing. Yeah, and the character. And, and Ruby Rose fucking quit Twitter over it too because people were being so shitty. Too. I actually think that's probably better at this point. Just quit. Quit yeah. your social media for a while. Just if chill. I were her, I'd just be like, listen, I'm an atheist, so you can hate me all that much more for being an atheist, but yeah. it means I don't have an actual religion, so I can just play anybody. I'll yeah. just pretend you like you are all pretending. Did Wait, you guys that's know that's what acting is? Pretending? Acting, basically. Acting. <laughs> um, but personally, I thought I you'd think be better at it then. Yeah. Ooh, oh, sorry. See, that was a lot. I missed you, Christy. I don't get to take pot shots at you. It's <laughs> okay. It's all but right. We could establish that Mark isn't a comedian. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. What, what do they do? Snap, snap, snap. Pra, pra, pra. Well, that's it. That's, <laughs> yeah, the that's the one. That's, that's the it. one. That's it. That's it. That's what the kids are doing now, Christy. Yes, the, yeah, definitely. The kids are all right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Right. Not much left, but uh, in other DC news, there is a Supergirl movie in development in nice. early, early stages. And again, probably not starring Melissa Benoit. So again, we're gonna Why split bother? up the fucking franchise in half between tv and movies so. yeah the the woman that uh, is writing it I, I don't know if it's woman or not uh is uh oren uziel who wrote clover the cloverfield paradox and 22 jump street oh no. yeah i don't know <laughs> everyone's just like well, to be fair those were good jump street was really good. it was all right it was funny cloverfield, cloverfield paradox was, was a fucking nightmare i, I never yeah. got to it oh, okay God. cloverfield don't. paradox Compared to other sci-fi movies was actually kind of interesting. It wasn't like anything new, but when you put it against the other Cloverfields, well, it just it, doesn't stand When you put up. it against the other big sci-fi movies that came out that year, like, yeah, what it else doesn't... came out? Like, Con- well, not Contact. What was the one with Amy Adams? Uh, Arrival. Arrival. Oh, that was Arrival. so friggin' good. And then that one that everybody talked about with uh, Natalie Portman that I still haven't seen that was probably... Oh, Interstellar? No, yeah, Interstellar no, was no, no, awesome no. too. The one we saw that was, was Extinction. Extinction. Or? That was Extinction. this year. Annihilation. 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 That's it. Yeah. Thank it was you. not great. Yeah, no, Extinction Wasn't is the it? Michael Pena was, Netflix was, series, I think. It's just a movie. Series. It's just a movie. Okay, Snap movie. Annihilation. Because that's got uh, Lizzie Kaplan in it too. From uh, yeah, it didn't Girls. get great reviews though. No, no. Michael Pena is the headliner. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> Yeah. Like I like he's great in Ant Man, but like leading man, no, maybe not. You know so. 
But, I'll always uh, take more Oscar Isaac, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Being our DC person. I just person, watched X-Men Apocalypse uh, the other day. I haven't I'm seen sorry. that yet. And he's in that in as Apocalypse. And uh, that's where I started to lose faith in Oscar Isaac a little How bit. I was yeah. like... I, I, who directed that one? That was a singer one. Yeah, I blame him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a bad decision. Yeah. She's sitting with her master, like I'm her yeah, buddy. I know. Oh, we have, yeah, we have kitties in the room. I want one. See? Kitty's in the room, so if, it's if, better if, she stays if other over Mark here. starts to get really sniffly, that's why. That's yeah, why. it's better she stays <laughs> over here so that Mark doesn't get sick. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ruby Rose playing a Jewish no, lesbian. We ta- I'm into we were it. talking about Supergirl. Right. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> but uh, as our local DC nerd, I honestly don't know if I need a Supergirl movie right now because we've already got a pretty solid Supergirl series, and there's so many fucking characters that they could be doing that they have not done on the TV shows. I so. say just re-release the '80s movie. Oh god, oh, the Helen so Slater. <laughs> that outfit though, that woman is so good. Like she looks so good in that like Yeah, but the movie's a piece of fucking garbage. Yeah, the movie's awful. terrible. <laughs> Total piece of hot garbage. Who's the, the, the bag? It's like Peter O'Toole and like Faye Dunaway or something oh, like that. Or, like, they the had bad some people decent in actors in there, but Yeah, they just hammed it up. Like they were just bad. chewing the scenery, man. Yeah. And like seeing decent actors around Peter O'Toole, who is basically like Vincent Price Jr., god, like yeah. not exactly known for like actual quality acting so much as just hamming it up in terrible horror movies so yeah he was the bomb in phantasms though or phantoms <laughs> what was that fucking affleck movie bomb in phantoms though yeah, yeah. he phantoms. wasn't he was in that movie though yeah. yeah affleck was the bomb in phantoms yo yeah <laughs> yeah now we're just waiting for christy to go away for another week so we can do our kevin smith episode <laughs> no 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 i'm gonna watch the movies this week oh are yeah? you oh. yeah well, when tim gets back yeah, we're doing do kevin not smith, do then. those until i get back yeah. i've already got like Two and a half movies worth of notes from those back when I thought we were doing that, like yeah, a year Spears and a half talking ago. About it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. So do I. I got to go find. That's them another up. one of those ones that we've just been dying to get to for. I'm sorry, a hundred years notes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen Chasing Amy and I've seen Mallrats. I did some, like. Oh, Clerks is such an bad. easy sit through too. Like yeah, it really it's such is. a good movie. Clerks, such, yeah. such a I've never movie. seen Clerks. I tried to sit through Clerks once and I struggled with it, so I'll try again. Fair. Maybe I'll try Fantastic Beasts again. I did. I I, I sat know, down. I so finally happy. watched Fantastic Beasts. And Tim had the same reaction I did. I did. And he fell asleep. Well, to be fair, I got like four hours of sleep the night before. And uh, but yeah, my dad had it on Blu-ray, and I was like sitting at home because just in Ontario for family stuff and for this before our trip to Europe. And uh, so yeah, I sat down and I started watching it, and I was like, no, I'm falling asleep. And <laughs> so I got like 30 minutes in, and then fell asleep. But then I sat down again the next day and I actually finished it and watched the whole thing all the way through. And it was pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I fun. still haven't done that second part. I should try that uh, and try rewatching it. It's just I, a fun I time. really like Newt as a character. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy that we have like a lead character that is, you know, socially awkward and very empathetic mm-hmm. and very, just very in touch with, more in touch with the animals than he is with the, uh, with other humans and yeah you guys are giving me guff about the kevin smith episode when have we done a harry potter episode yeah but we've, we've said been we saying can do that. months <laughs> you need to host a harry potter episode i know i need to finish the cursed child i'm a bad harry potter fan i should probably read that then yeah. i'm not gonna read the, no, so we, we can, it doesn't matter, it doesn't if, matter if, yeah if we do that harry potter episode without yeah. you having read the cursed child because i'm definitely not going to read it we are tangenting so hard right now we have to <laughs> <laughs> that's fine we're, we're, no, I know, I'm so excited I only to have be one in more news before, before we even sat down, I was like, are we even going to get to the topic of the show? We've got so much other shit to talk about. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's going to be a been two-parter. Like, you got engaged. I've been in Seattle for a week. They've been on trips. Like yeah. It's been nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. One last bit of news then. So the Academy Awards has added a new category mm. this year for quote-unquote 
popular films. What? So is that horror included? No, in this there, is or? this is basically going to their way to give comic book movies an Oscar. Com- now. Yeah, so comic book movies, Star Wars movies, like that? any blockbusters. You want to know why they're doing that? So that we watch it, because nobody fucking watches yeah. the Oscars yeah, anymore, because it's all boring dog shit that nobody cares about, except yeah. for the technical awards, and nobody it's cares about the technical what? awards. I Why don't they just start doing things by genre at this point too? I basically best It'd superhero be so movie best because then it becomes difficult, like sci-fi and yeah, horror. Yeah, I think that's why they do that with the Golden Globes. Yeah. though. like they have musical and comedy together, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I think that with the Oscars, it's been so traditional for so long that you have to wait. It sounds terrible, but you kind of have to wait for the committee to die off. To like let in new yeah. blood to come in with new ideas. It just sounds like a political conversation now. Just like wait for the boomers <laughs> exactly. to die off and let the younger generation wait take over. These, <laughs> wait for these old white senators to die off. Yeah, so that <laughs> so we can actually some make fucking some change. progress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> change. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It's absolutely just a fucking like desperate attempt for them to be like, well, our our numbers are flagging. Let's just desperately try to stay relevant so it basically means that avengers infinity war is winning an oscar right. this year is that well, yeah. what, have you guys noticed though, or black like, panther or let's keep that disney was, no i think it was last year wasn't it uh black panther was last year last, no it was uh, february it was, yeah. was it february oh, you're all right. right you're right you're right oh, there you go but year. have you guys noticed though at the movies now they're doing like these like pleas from the actors being like thanks to everyone who was involved in this movie it supported thousands of jobs blah yeah. blah blah it's like it's always oh. in the credits, like how many jobs the movie yeah. supported. Yeah, it was in the like beginning that. of Wrinkle of Time, and I'm like, this was is really? garbage. Yeah, they did yeah. it in the Incredibles two. Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did it in the Incredibles you two. Were all Hugh Jackman did much. it for um, Greatest Showman. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they've been doing it for the like. He didn't do it for Logan. <laughs> no. But they're starting to say this because I think people just aren't going to the movies anymore. Which yeah. is weird because like I've gone been going to the movies more lately than I used to. I know. So I don't eventually, they're just gonna be on their knees, like, please, please watch the movie. They're eventually <laughs> just gonna dump everything online, like the opening weekend. Like, it was, like people are over it. People are over the movie theater going experience. No, I love like, it. It's gonna become like a niche experience, the same way like me buying vinyl is a niche experience. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've already said it on the podcast multiple times. Like, I only ever go if it's something that I know is really gonna yep. be, I'm, is gonna be a better experience in the yeah, theater exactly. than it would be at home. Like, I'm not gonna go see a drama or a comedy. Like, I'll just fucking watch that. On Netflix or yeah, unless it's like especially in in that case, like a comedy, unless it's something I specifically want to support, like when Super Troopers two came out, then I went out and saw it because I'm like I kind of want those guys to be able to make more movies because I like them. Yeah, but usually like something comes out like what was that that horror movie that everybody was talking about a couple weeks ago? Hereditary. Hereditary. And I'm like I want to see it, but I just like I'm not going to movie theater. Like see, that's one of the few films where I'd probably take a chance in the theater because I think it might actually benefit from it. It's hard to it's hard to find too. Like it's been limited release. It's weird. It was in uh, Hamilton at Jackson Square, and I told Mark that I just I don't think I could handle that one because of all of the reviews. Mm. Like so good. It does look really good, but like how scary it was. Yeah. There's I don't know. Sometimes there's movies that. They're great to watch because, like, you get the group fear experience, but yeah. also they scar you a little bit because of the group fear experience. Yeah. Well, that's like, the, like why I like going to see comedies in a in a theater because you get that like it's funnier when the whole crowd's laughing yes. along yep. with you. Yeah. So like, it's a laugh track. Super Troopers was way more fun when everybody was in the theater stoned with me, or at least I, <laughs> at least I was stoned and I assumed oh, everybody else was laughing at shit that wasn't even jokes. Basically, just like ah, <laughs> Ramathorn's on screen. This that guy awesome. looks funny. <laughs> Especially if you went on the uh, launch Mustache. day, right? Yeah, like, I went. I went. The, I went the Friday or Saturday that it came out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was packed, and it was like well, not packed, but like there was enough people in there, and we were all like. You're all just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw a bunch of guys in hoodies, who are like heads up, like, hoods up. They just yeah. have like 
chocolate bars coming out of the hoodies. Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> smuggled in. Yeah, just like basically, like a lot of people got out of the car at the same time, like as the movie was starting and like plumes of smoke came out. We all walked into the same auditorium together. I don't get it. Smokes of, plumes of smoke of what? That makes me think of um, just this one time when uh, I went to Guelph for 420 and we sat on the University of Guelph uh, front lawn and it was like at 420 a mushroom cloud basically yeah like yeah. exploded <laughs> over Guelph and it was just like oh we act- apparently some people actually called in because they thought there was like a bomb that had gone <laughs> off you're you're basically describing like most of Seattle for like the last week yeah, <laughs> yeah. well they call it pollution Seattle pretty much all the time I'm sure well Washington State it's all legal so you just walk into a dispensary and if you're yeah. above 18 or whatever you can buy whatever the fuck you want so we definitely stopped when we got there <laughs> but yeah <laughs> It was like every every second room it was like people on the balcony like passing joints around and stuff like that. And then you get right. into the theater into the arena or stadium and it was like Yeah, I smell ganja. I smell a little <laughs> bit of weed. Well we're bleeding into what I think is probably gonna be people's uh, geeks of the week, so let's uh let's just jump right into that. All right. Go, go, go. With our Geek of the Week geek, 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 geek. See, you guys should have taken advantage and like done a synced one while you're actually going to be in sync. Why? In this that doesn't. Room. That takes away from the charm of how terrible it is. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. That Every is true. time we try to make it a little bit better, and it's like <laughs> it's, it ends up being worse. <laughs> this is our segment on the show where we discuss the nerdiest slash geekiest things that we've done in the past week. Uh, I'm going to go to our guests first, particularly because Alicia's been quiet because we've been talking about shit she doesn't care about. That's very true. <laughs> so, Alicia, what was the geekiest thing you've done in the past week? I don't really do anything. You're uh, knitting while you listen to a podcast. I, I am. So uh, I'm knitting a pair of socks that are the opening lines of Beowulf, right? Like currently. Yeah, as we're <laughs> recording the podcast, she's got yeah. she's knitting these. That's pretty fucking geeky. Yeah, That's pretty I also cool. wrote a book chapter about the Legend of Zelda. That's yeah. awesome. That's geeky. That's amazing. That's yeah. basically what we talk about on this stupid show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you say you don't do anything, like that's doing things. That's like active. We're like, we watch this cool movie. You're like, I wrote a chapter for a book. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I I do academic research on nerdy shit. Yeah, and that's, that's just rad. not that's not sexy though. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> For this crowd, yeah, <laughs> basically it is sexy. Yeah, half, our, half our audience just got like half hard. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, full oh, of yeah. Tubbies. Yeah, Ew. actually no, sorry, wait, Tim, <laughs> we all got Tim, semis. They, they came from a girl's mouth. They are all completely. Yeah. They're done. Basically, <laughs> they're basically done. Yeah, or they're questioning Every, whether I'm really a geek. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't think too. she's really a geek. Yeah, watch out for getting doxxed by people like, it's called, there's probably a chapter on Link, and you're just saying it's solid because of me, too. <laughs> oh, it's probably the most interaction with a girl they've had in, like, months. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. basically. Oh, no, uh, we we love our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> do we, though? Do we? Um, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, basically comparing Middle Earth to... Uh, the myth of Zelda and trying to justify how they're both mythopoeic literature. That's sick. Uh, yeah, mic presence, fuckface. Don't look at her while you're talking. Wah, Talk wah. to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> For once, it's I not think me. that was. Am I? Am oh, I explaining it right? <laughs> yeah, that was me making sure I had her approval to mm-hmm. d- describe mm-hmm. it that way. That Some, sounds sick. Someone's going to like swoop my research now. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! It's already <laughs> off to the editors. And and I think you're overestimating our listenership. Also, <laughs> both, vastly, both in intellect and in in number. Number vastly in numbers, <laughs> especially. <laughs> this week we got five likes organically. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Christie's Mark. What was the geekiest thing you did oh, this week? Um, I don't know. There's. 
I think we like basically it's Fair maybe thing. not actually geeky. We have to talk about the fucking engagement. I think so. One of you has to talk about that. <laughs> Why don't you talk about well, it? It's not, it was kind of geeky of how uh, how it went down. That's true. Well, then yeah. explain it to us. Okay. Um, originally, my plan was to propose to her in Jasper, but I didn't know how the weather was going to be like because Alberta uh, weather is all over the place. Yeah, uh, uh, the West Coast right now is fucked. So. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Seattle was 40 degrees for the entire week. And I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Also, like on that same weekend, I saw two or three of other people that I knew on Facebook get engaged on top of a mountain. Oh, nice. They just fucking riding your coattails. Yeah. Bitches. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Those horse. We we took a trip down to Drumheller, which is uh, for people who don't know, it's the um, dinosaur capital. Uh, North America, isn't it? Too like oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, the most where they dig dinos- up all the bones and yeah, yeah. Excavations. So we went to the Drumheller Museum, uh, which is a really fun time. And I'm trying to figure out if I should propose to her at this point. So she goes to the washroom. We've all we've all been wondering the same thing. To be fair, so. <laughs> well, I was going to. I, I was going about to propose goddamn time. The operative like. I was going to propose anyways at the Jasper, but I, I didn't know how the weather at was going. The Jasper. At the Jasper. At the That's Jasper. How, at the Jasper. And. Um, so she went to the washroom and I ran into the gift shop and got this gigantic amethyst <laughs> ring. Yeah. Oh, the one that the other it one was you posted. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, he almost got a dinosaur mood ring, but he couldn't find them until after oh my God, I was that with him. Been perfect. I know. Yeah. What movie I still is love that the from amethyst, where somebody proposed with the mood ring? Oh, I forgot, but this is something. Oh no, it's uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They proposed with that's the mood right. Ring. You're that's right. right. To the You're babes, right, right. to yep. the medieval babes. That's it. Yeah. Which we have to watch. Yeah, um, we just did an episode about it. It was it's awesome. It's been a while. It's been a while. I was sad I wasn't on that episode. But anyway. So I yeah. got this giant amethyst. I stuck it in my pocket. And we're going through Jem Heller. And she's looking at me all weird because I have my hand in, in the pocket because, A, this thing is jabbing into my, the side of my leg. <laughs> it was big. It was a fucking giant rock, yeah, <laughs> to be fair. For people, for people who haven't seen it, we'll have to post it in the Facebook or something so, like that because it was like, I was looking at like, Wow, what is that? And it kind of got to me that it was like, oh, that's the ring he actually proposed with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so he must be carrying that around all day. Like, that's a big fucking hunk of rock. Having but he kept like fiddling with it, like inside his <laughs> pants. And I was like, what the well, he's hell nervous. are he's you just doing? Just jerking himself off. He's nervous. Yeah. I could have been because rashy. he's basically like, like yeah, signing his life away anything. now. So true. <laughs> um, so it's just the syphilis flaring up. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and I knew that if I proposed her somewhere with a lot of people. She would probably be uncomfortable. As much as she's really good on stage, she doesn't like like. Good, art, like, good. more visual bits, Christy. Um, she doesn't like uh, scenes funny. when there's a lot of people that she's not there to perform for, right? Yeah, basically. So we were driving outside of. Uh, you we're me. just driving out of Drumheller, and I noticed the sign "Welcome to Drumheller" was empty. <laughs> and it's got this gigantic dinosaur um, at the signs. Just you know, he's he's T Rexing because he is a T Rex. He's like, <laughs> There. Good, good. more visual bits. I'm doing visual bits. bits. <laughs> yes. This is our life. We're doing, yeah, they're doing the little T Rex arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I told her, you know, get in front of the sign, and I'll take a photo of you. And I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to. <laughs> Mark was like, No, you definitely want I'm like, to. No, no, we'll get this. We'll get this photo. It'll be great. And then she's like, Okay, do your turn. And she turns around to get my phone. To get her phone, and uh, I dropped on one knee. <sighs> and uh, she turned around, and I was just like the fuck is happening (laughs) and i'm all nervous so i actually forget which hand i have to put the ring on and he's like but it was so funny because he's like will you marry me and i was like what (laughs) he was like will you want to marry me i was like like, what the fuck is happening are you you, kidding are you joking is this a joke (laughs) because for 
for a good long like year and a half. Year and a half. I've I've we told did, her I didn't want to get married. <laughs> I don't believe in marriage. We know we've heard about it on yeah. the pod or pre the podcast or during the podcast, <laughs> and then like Mark, you have to cut that part out. Like all right, <laughs> which you know it was a. Uh, which is funny because, like, con. I told her brother when we were on our trip to Punicana that I was going to. Mm-hmm. So it's been in the, it's been a long con for a while up to, until this moment. <laughs> You're just fucking gaslighting the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's romance. I was so angry because, like, what he was doing, I was just like, I've become reticent to the fact that marriage is not in our future, and now you are asking me to recreate <laughs> this future where marriage is a thing. Come on up. Uh, well, I wanted her to get surprised by something because she has a really. It's fine. I don't like surprises. Th- that coffee was empty. The kitty knocked down. Some she coffee. doesn't like surprises, but she does, and I know this. Yeah. So, so um, I figured if I, you know, if she believed that we weren't going to get married, this marriage proposal would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alf also. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. That yeah. Same day, which was, was also the day that the Alf reboot was announced, and that's when I knew it had to be. And that's when I knew it was Bullshit. the day. <laughs> I so was so angry. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, I cannot fucking believe. Because it was separate posts, right? I got I got yeah. Christy, Christy saying, like, I'm engaged to Mark. And I was like, awesome. That's fantastic. And, like, the next post down was Tim posting the story about Alf being rebooted. And I was like, Don't tell Christy. And I go, <laughs> and I immediately went into the comments, like, how the fuck is this timing even remotely yeah. possible? Well, like, it makes no sense. Like, this is, this is kismet. Oh, it's too I even much. had to write down, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all the comments on that post were Mark, too. <laughs> just be like, this is amazing. Why is this happening? And then Christy commented, like, I knew that he would find a way to ruin my special day. And yeah. I was like, wait, does she mean me no. or Alf? Both. Alf. Both. Technically both. I was just like, son of a bitch. Because like, I'd been off the grid pretty much. Like yeah. just enjoying not being connected to I my could, phone. I didn't tag you in that post I know at you least. Didn't. I could have. Yeah, and, we were, and like, the worst part it is we're, trying, my mind. we're yeah. trying to coordinate getting like recordings done and stuff like that. We can't talk to Christy because she's away on a trip. And then this happens. Immediately the first, like the third comment is Christy like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, off the grid. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because so. I was, I hadn't looked at my phone. Oh, I, I went on my phone to post the engagement <laughs> announcement. <laughs> and this fucking thing pops up. So fucking good. So fucking good, guys. I was like, what the fuck? I just, and Mark looks at me, he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, this. I just like showed it to him. I was just in the car, like shaking, just like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is fucking puppet fuck like, just so mad so fucking good so Jesus. mark your groom's cake is going to be alf right oh, fuck. Yeah. and then like the wedding day is going to be on the uh, release of the new show uh, yeah. all the-, the premiere the premiere we're going to have it on the, the cake screen. topper will be a little christy yeah. marrying an elf <laughs> my nightmare yeah all the tables are just like elf. themed like alf falcor totoro so the buffet is all pottery cats. anybody anybody who is listening that gets invited Only to the podcast cats. Meat. Your goal in life is to find Alf wrapping paper and use that for your wedding presents. Because then Christy won't be able to get into her wedding presents without no, wrapping her out. That's so mean. It's amazing. That's like that time. Remember you came to my improv show and we were getting offers Basically. from the audience oh and you drew fucking Alf and I almost threw up. Well, that's okay. You missed the one where I drew Falcor and gave it to Mark. So. <laughs> yeah, they were both really good indeed. Oh, no. I I, uh, I sat there drawing for like, we had, a, we had a beer too while we were waiting for that show to start and I drew two things. The Alf. The elf is gorgeous. It was perfect. Yeah, the, the, the elf was great. Right for 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 Christie's, and like I could feel the daggers. Like yeah, I was just. And, uh, I opened it. I was like, 
She you looked right at me. <laughs> yeah. It was a random picking. The fact that it yeah. got picked was great. <laughs> And the fact that Christy was the one that yeah. picked it. Ugh. All right, uh, let's go to Christy then, because we haven't had Christy on in a couple weeks. Oh. even though she's a fucking regular host of our podcast. <laughs> Christy, what's your geekiest thing? My geekiest thing that I did this week um, was that. Okay, so Mark and I were away, and then when we came back, I just raced home to play God of War. I was just like, I don't give a shit about thanks all the engagement announcements. That's nice, whatever. I don't give a shit. I just want to watch play God Video of War. Video games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we got home, and I was like. So do we have to unpack? And he was like, well, I'm going to unpack. I said, great. And I went into the <laughs> other room and just played God of War until like 3 a.m. And I've been doing that. We've been doing that a lot this week. Yes. A little bit too much. But now I have laundry in here. Still have to do. Yeah, I have, I have like <laughs> granny panty central. But if you're um, not careful, the actually, underwear that's fairy is going to come back. That's something I was going to tell you guys. I think next year for the Fringe, I'm going to do a show called The Underwear Fairy and Other Sordid Tales. Oh, I'm going to have to come back. And it's to just going to be storytelling about all the weird shit that happens. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I think that'll get people out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, I think. That's yeah, maybe it'll, it'll get it'll the Underwear Fairy out. Too. And they'll actually come talk to me and be like, it was me. And I'll be like, ah! <laughs> Run away. It'll probably be our listeners who do that, too. So. Oh, fuck. Listeners, you have a new job now. Just no. so you know. <laughs> Elf wrapping paper. Elf wrapping paper. And you need to walk up to Christy after she does the oh. show and be like, Oh, I held yeah. off no, 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 for no, no, so no. long. I'm getting gaggy. It was, it was me. <laughs> Elf underoos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, don't get me Elf underwear. Yes. That's my No idea. problemo. Let's go to eBay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so the beauty of like us recording in the in the basement is I have a, a, a all home theater PC with, yeah. hooked up to my, my big screen, so I can just put up anything I want. Right now uh, we're all looking at beautiful pictures of Ruby Rose. Oh, yeah. I just being, started to get that. Badass the... as fuck. Let's and see if this. Let's see if, this now... let's see if Google gives us anything awesome. Oh, Elf underoos. It definitely brought up pictures. There we go. Oh, that's the... Oh, he's on the bum. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. There actually is an elf under ruse, guys. Dude, I'm getting elf, a bit gaggy. Elf just smells like farts. That's it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We can buy them. They're on eBay. No. They're used. Elf under ruse. Oh, it's just a half-print ad page. That's disappointing. Oh, disappointing. I still basically want to get this, repro it, and use it for... No. <laughs> Look at that. He's right on this. I love that the little boy like has one knee up. Like he's really showing off that elf. Yeah. I don't like that Alf is coming out of his ass. Basically, it looks like he's goatseeing like, the little boy. Alf's nose. Really he's does. basically reverse goatseeing this little boy's bum. His ass is just full of sunshine and imagination. And Alf gross. That's really weird for his ass to be full of too. Just and so then, you know. And then his, his nose is like protruding like a turd oh, from the kid's butt. Most, oh, most yeah. asses are full of shit. <laughs> this, not this, this one. This one's full of elf. Full of elf. It's full of shit to me. Oh, oh I'm getting gaggy. That's the best. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Mark, Mark, take that down before Christy has to leave. All right. Uh, uh, Mark, what was your geek of the week? So my geek of the week, I think we've, we've been hinting at it the whole time we've been here. Uh, I was in Seattle for the past four or five days. Uh, I saw two Pearl Jam shows. I went to the Mopop opening of the Pearl Jam exhibit. Um... The cats are basically assaulting Christy and other Mark right <laughs> now. It's Mark. all over me. Yeah, <laughs> and like Mark's definitely allergic to cats, which is very <laughs> exciting. Yeah, if we have any listeners who are in Seattle right now, uh, basically we invaded your town for a week, which was awesome. Uh, if you can get to that Mopop exhibit, the Marvel stuff was insane. I will do some kind of share thing to the Dance Robot Dance page with all the cool stuff I yes, saw. Yes, do so. Um, so I saw the Mopop exhibit, which had a, a new Pearl Jam exhibit, a Nirvana exhibit, Jimi Hendrix exhibit. A big fantasy exhibit with like a bunch of like all screen props, 
So I saw like all kinds of cool Lord of the Rings screen props. I saw yeah, spoilers. Screen use sting. Uh, yeah, screen use sting. Okay. Like screen used everything. Yep, yep. Here he is. That's him. <laughs> That's asshole cat. Yeah. Basically, we just had literally just did like the I'm the, going to push this off the, the table cat thing. thing. This yeah. is amazing. I've never seen it. He's gonna do it again. He'll he'll get back to it. Um, yeah. So like there was just there was a big sci-fi exhibit in there. They actually had the um, the. The costume that the guy wore in Alien was in there, along oh, with yeah. the, the original Jason costume, the original Freddy costume. Oh, that's super cool. So we got in there. I got to take pictures of everything. I got pictures taken with their. They had a uh, a thing, so like Marvel's thing, sitting on a couch that you could sit next to and to get a picture taken, which I obviously yeah. did. There's a Spider-Man hanging from a ceiling you get a picture taken with, so I nice. did that. Um, there's pictures of me in front of like all kinds of like movie used Iron Man armors and stuff like that. Like it is the coolest exhibit if you're into this kind of stuff. So I highly recommend if you're in Seattle, get to the Mopop and like check this stuff out. It was really cool. Two giant three hour plus Seattle Pearl Jam shows in Seattle, which was basically like me traveling to Mecca to see my band finally for my 25th show, no less. So nice. the first okay. of the two shows was my 25th, 25th show. And the second was 26. Yeah. Nice. Um, I got a bunch of songs. I cleared out a bunch of albums on my set list thing. Like it was, it was a, an amazing, amazing trip down there. They did tributes to basically everybody. He did a tribute to Chris Cornell. He did a tribute to Tom Petty. He brought his daughters out on stage, like Eddie did, obviously, and stuff like that. It was, it was nuts. The weird, the geekiest thing I think the, the entire weekend though was me and one of the girls was standing next to me the second night. Matt Cameron was wearing an absolutely ancient Soundgarden T-shirt. Which is like out of print, but it was like the total fucking godhead T-shirt, mm. and he was wearing that the whole night. And we're like, both of us were like, "Do you see the fucking shirt he's wearing? That shirt's <laughs> from like 1989. Like I had that shirt, uh, a reprint of it anyway." But it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life going down there and like doing two full-blown Pearl Jam shows with like just surrounded by Ten Club and all that craziness. We'll probably get nice. into like a real in-depth like. Uh, Pearl Jam review on the side A side B when we get back to that podcast at some yeah. point. So nice. it's been a little hectic with mom in Korea and me on the road yeah. trying to get two podcasts and going at the same Paul, time. Paul incommunicado. Yeah, Paul Paul's basically supposed to having been on our last yeah. two episodes. at least one episode, yeah, one if episode. not two episodes. Yeah. And just well, he had my mom around. It's thanks, very hard. Paul. Yeah, thanks, Paul, and thanks, mom, <laughs> for being over there and causing yeah. us grief. How dare you, mom? Who's injured right now? So shout out to my mom. Yeah, so I hope you feel better, Karen. Yeah, yeah. Karen, hope you feel better. Yeah, I, um, sorry, mom. I told the guys what happened. So there you go. <laughs> All right, for my part, my geek of the week. Let's see. I did see for, or Leisha and I both saw for the first time the Rocky Horror Stage Show in Ooh. Stratford last night. Uh, but ultimately, ultimately, I think uh, it was probably sort of the stuff that I did this past week, getting in the mood for our trip to France and the UK. So I made like a playlist of like French music. So it's got like a bunch of like Daft Punk, a bunch of like. Django Reinhardt and like fucking. Hmm? Oh, it's just this, I, I found a French band through Letterkenny that's really good. They're French Canadian though, so I guess what doesn't really apply. Oh, I've got some French Canadian stuff too, but it was mostly like actual French. So like Phoenix. Look up uh, Harmonium is the Harmonium? name of the band. They're really okay. good. And I also like rewatched like some of my favorite like French or like set in France or like Paris movies. So I rewatched Amelie. I rewatched Ratatouille. Oh, so good. I rewatched Aristocats. So, racist. How do they yeah. find <laughs> Aristocats is super racist. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> but um, I like that Opie is obsessed with Mark. Like he's like immediately obsessed with them. It's so funny. <laughs> he hates people usually, but like, nope, Mark. It's because he knows Mark doesn't want him around. He's just like, yeah, he's yeah. Like, This is the person yeah. that I'm going to bother. Yeah. Side note: How was Rocky Horror? 
It was good. Yeah, um, it was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was they were telling me about it in the car. You got to tell them what. Yeah, it was weird seeing it with my mother, because um, she was the one that got the tickets for us for Christmas, which is one of the reasons that we're. I met Tim's parents too. <gasps> they came. They dropped them off here, so yeah. I actually got to say hello. That's what you get for being late, Chris. You don't. Yeah. Get it to wasn't my parents. fault this time. I was harping on. I'm like, babe, we gotta go. We so only got like an hour. And Mark had to poop. Yeah. <laughs> basically just need to meet your dad now and i think I'm, I'm all good to go like i've met everybody oh you'll yeah. meet him at the wedding if not before there you go i'm sure there'll be some engagement party no here. i we told you we're busy that year yeah oh, right <laughs> Thanks, we'll have guys. to record the podcast you know what i mean <laughs> actually we'll just do an in-person we'll do one that weekend <laughs> i was actually thinking how fun would it be if you just came around with an h4n and just like i could totally do that i have yeah. i have a like zoom an episode while we're- yeah I have a recorder. Give upstairs, us your memories please. of nerdy memories of Christy or something. Well, it's like going to be a nerd wedding. Oh God! Nice. Wait, are you going to make us video it? Yeah, Mark, Mark and I will have like our own table in the back where we like live, like yeah. live blog <laughs> or live podcast the wedding. Yeah, basically that's what we should do. Is that just, just even, <laughs> and even then we'll, we'll play like keyboard cat. We'll do like little pop-ins and just like just talk into the phone for a minute. And just be like, this is what's happening right now. We are 28 beers in. Uh, Christy wants us to leave. It's they haven't actually actually come in. It's into 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So Christy everybody tries. else has gone home. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy yeah. keeps crying. Get out, please, yeah. God, get out. Yeah. I want you to leave. Please leave. Uh, the police are on their way. We're playing keyboard cat. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard cat's still playing in the background. Still impressed we didn't get kicked out of the other wedding for that. Uh, All right, well, with that, uh, let us move on to our meat of the episode. Oh, so good. (laughs) So because we have Alicia with us and Alicia and I are about to go on a trip that will end with us on J.R.R. Tolkien's stomping grounds in Oxford and uh, an exhibit and everything, we thought that this would be a good time to finally do our Middle Earth episode. We've been teasing for ages and ages and ages. But yes, so we are talking about Middle Earth this week. Uh, so I told you this was going to be tricky to do. I fucking told you. But well, the thing is, this is a topic obviously that could take up a lot of, go a lot of different ways, especially given uh, some of our tendencies towards this. But uh, because we have sort of a range of different people or a range of fandoms in the group, let's say in the room that uh, you know some people are more into stuff than others, I wanted to keep it. Sort of uh, on the surface, but with uh, enough room that people could expound into the more obscure shit if they want to. Um, I feel personally <laughs> called out. <laughs> That's As because you you're uh, like the ultimate um, knowledge here. Yeah, so exactly. You're beyond we figured, fanned. Yeah, well, we had somebody here that uh, was on the podcast that uh, is an, a legit published Tolkien scholar. And actually knows what the fuck they're talking about for a change, which yeah. you know would be a big difference after 108 <laughs> episodes of this nonsense. So. And that is actually getting a master's degree in Tolkien studies. That yeah. would be a good, good, uh, good topic for us to cover. But first, so yeah, I have a bunch of sort of talking points and stuff, that, and, and a lot of it is just kind of general stuff. But first of all, if I just want everybody to sort of give their, your brief history with Middle-earth, like your first exposure to the world... What you've read, what you've seen, how big a fan you are, that kind of thing. So let's go with Alicia first, since she is our special guest. We're forcing Alicia to talk. Sorry. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I didn't get into Lord of the Rings until probably 99 or 2000. Um, I had a journalism teacher in high school tell me that I really desperately needed to read this book because it is what I needed in my life at that point, (laughs) and that I had to read it right then before they made the movie and ruined it. Um. (laughs) And I devoured it. 
like just immediately i i read through in maybe a weekend um wait like the whole the, all the three books yeah yeah oh wow what I, I read really fast she's a very oh, fair that's fine like i understand that's amazing <laughs> yeah. but like even those three books like would wouldn't have been ta- wouldn't have been a weekend for me. It'd be like I'd probably take a week to get through three books. <laughs> I read the entirety of A Song in Ice and Fire in two weeks. What? Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> I thought I read fast. Like I, usually, I, I'm usually the one in the group who's like, yeah, I read way faster than everybody else. You just crushed me. Like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I I read the books then, and then I started watching the movies, and I also really like the movies, which is not something that usually happens uh, in the group of people I run with. Because uh, they're the all academic circles, yeah, <laughs> and they all hate <laughs> Peter Jackson's adaptation. Yeah, and pretty recently, I went back to school to study Tolkien because I found out that was a thing that you could actually do, and I am one thesis away from a master's degree in it. That's so rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's anything else interesting I have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's plenty of other stuff. A lot of it I'm going to talk about, so I can fill in the gaps because you are always devastatingly modest. Uh, but let's go to our other special guest. Let's go to Mark number two, the oh. other Mark. First exposure to Lord of the Rings, and, and just just sort of your history with the world. Well, no, because uh, she does that, or I yell at you. So get on your goddamn microphones, kids. <laughs> um, so I remember when I was a kid, my sister said, "Don't read Lord of the Rings; it's awful." That was the first exposure to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I was a young kid, and I, I, I took her advice, and Fair. then I watched the animated movie. Oh, oh. oh. awful! I've seen that; it's right. not great. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be like the Last Unicorn, right? And no, <laughs> Last Unicorn was also traumatizing. Uh, so that was a really bad exposure. And then I found out the uh, you know the movies are coming out, so I read the books. Yeah, and the books were fantastic. I was really impressed. Uh, obviously, my sister didn't know what she was talking about. And um, I like the movies. I like what they did with the movies. I can understand why they did it for the movies. Um, because you'll never get a straight adaptation of a book to a movie. Yeah. Or a comic book to a movie. So um, at that point, I was sold with the whole like um, mythology of Lord of the Rings. It was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Christy? Um, my first exposure was actually also the animated series uh, or the animated film. But at the time, I really enjoyed it because I was I was pretty young. I had to be like seven or eight. And it's not all bad. No, it, but it's the thing was, bad. I I enjoyed it. The animation's interesting. Yeah, the yeah. Was interesting. Yeah. It was the fact that I knew nothing about Lord of the Rings yeah. when I watched it. Like I didn't even know there was a book series because so I was no young. Preconceived notion. And no preconceived notion. No preconceived notion. And um, then that actually turned me on to reading The Hobbit. Uh, and I really loved The Hobbit. But the problem is The Hobbit compared to The Lord of the Rings is like two different authors almost. Yeah, basically. It's like middle school versus like college or yeah. some shit. Yeah. So I actually tried to read the first book, but I was right after The Hobbit. Because I was so young, I kind of got it in my head that it was just too much of a challenge because I just, I was like, I don't know why they're always walking. <laughs> and um, I just, I didn't give it the time it deserved. Now I really want to go back and read the books. It's like a, a thing that I, oh, I so definitely never read want the to do. I've never read okay. the books, which is... Caught, you can just take the copies that are upstairs. I have six of them. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I would yeah. love that. Well, yes, please. Unbelievable how many copies of Lord of the Rings are in my family. Oh, that's rad. Each of us has at least one. Most of us have at least two. 
<laughs> like that's got like nine versions of it. That's it's amazing. crazy. But what happened was I also got the video game that wasn't connected to the movies. <laughs> it was that uh, one with like Tom Bombadil and it told a bit more of the story. Was it the any, Super NES game? I no, don't, I don't know. It's PlayStation. A there was a Super NES one. Yeah. No, it was a Which PlayStation was more game. like Ultima. Yeah. But then uh, this one was on PS2. Two, PS2. And, um, I remember a PS2 Lord of the Rings game. It, yeah, it, wasn't it didn't two, sell very well. Because afterwards there was two towers. So they did a fellowship one. It was oh. a different company altogether. <clears throat> game wasn't the best. But it wasn't it the best. did go more into the books. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Hmm. so it went into the books. And so I, I you know, discovered Tom Bombadil and a few of the other characters that were omitted from the films and then i went and watched the first movie and was just like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever seen in my life (laughs) and just like fell in love i went and bought the soundtrack immediately after and like score nerds i swear to god i like it's so good it is good no i just score concerning we talk about scores a lot on this show like a lot a lot and it's like more than is normal i would assume for like but no, concerning Hobbits, I would play on repeat for hours yeah, told and us hours before, yeah. and hours. Because she wanted to include it in her favorite albums list, and we were like, no, that no. breaks the fucking rules, yeah, Christy. Allowed. But it's so good. But anyway. <laughs> um, and then I actually, right after watching the first movie, it was the theater was attached to, well, not attached to it, but just next to it, chapters. So I ran over to the chapters and read the last, like, eight pages of Return of the King Which, to make sure that Frodo so The last eight pages of Return of the King is, like, one end of, like, 48 yeah, endings, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, not really losing yeah, so anything, I, right? And, like, I didn't just know about the Shire end. becoming, yeah. like, I didn't know about um, uh, the Shire being on fire yeah, and yeah, like all these other stuff. things that I really need to learn about. <laughs> so it's like I'm very disappointed in myself that I haven't read the books yet. But that's my introduction to Lord of the Rings. Nice. All right, Mark, how about you? Uh, as Lord of the Rings, like I kind of talked about, like is a book series that my mom and dad have read a million times. So they very much were like, "You need to read this book. You need to read this book." I kind of held out till I was probably eleven or twelve or something like that. Uh, I hated The Hobbit the first time I read it. Like, oh, I loved it. I did not care for it at all. I read The Hobbit the first time after The Lord of the Rings, and I've never liked The Hobbit yeah. nearly as much. I've never, I've never like really cared for it. it That's how I read it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've I never read, cared read for it. So I, I got through it, and I was like, fine. I'm like, I'm like, if, 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 and so I'm looking at Lord of the Rings as like, is this just more of this? Because like, this is a lot more of it to get through. My dad was like, <laughs> no, it's a very different read. I got through it and was like, okay, yeah, you're right. This is amazing. So like, it's one of those things that I've. It's it's in the family and like we were just talking about. I've got I've got two copies of it. My dad's got nineteen copies of it. He's Holy obsessed shit. with these books. Like he loves them. He's got these ancient editions. I remember the worst thing my brother ever did when we were growing up was lose like the two towers out of this amazing like seventies edition of the no. books that my dad bought while he was in university. We've been trying to find a, like an edition like like that again to, to like it, replace yeah. the whole set for him, and I've never been able to find them. There's a bookstore. Oh, at- I've. Trust me, I've been to bookstores in from <laughs> Toronto to Pennsylvania well, looking for these sets. I only say this because I went recently to uh, St. Jacob's, and mm. there's two old bookstores, but there's one in particular where the guy keeps all of his specialties in a glass case, yeah. and I bought all of the first editions of the Harry Potters. And I'd never found those before altogether. Uh, see, we like basically were buying first editions of the Harry Potter books because they were just coming out and we were buying them. Like, Well, that's what we did first too, yeah. but my dad won't let me have uh, our Oh, okay. Copies. Yeah, we have those at the house too. Dad but he had a ton of like old, locked away, dusty Lord of the Rings copies. copies so it nice. might be worth checking. Because yeah, no, I've been trying to replace that because like that was the set I think dad bought when he was in university. It was like his set. Yeah. And he won't like... 
when Paul lost that book. Like I'd never seen my dad actually angry at Paul before because <laughs> they just they're basically clones of each other. So whatever. But, but like, that's his precious. Yeah, but he de- he definitely like had a moment where he was like, "You're disowned for today," you know, like fuck off for like just for today. Fuck <laughs> just for off. today. Yeah, you are not my child. Yeah, basically he was. And that's a Paul thing. Paul likes to like just lose shit. He just does it all. The time. <laughs> he loves to lose. Oh, shit. he just does it all the time. What's a pa- pastime? Oh, no. right? He's gone. Through, he went through like five blackberries while he was living. What? In he's oh a my fucking, god. Yeah, he's that. He's that guy. Sorry, Paul. I, I just outed you as that, and I didn't. I didn't out you as gay. So, <laughs> there Oops. you go. Whoops, wait, I just <laughs> did. Oh, no. no. To be fair, Paul's been on the podcast talking about that an yeah. awful lot. That makes you think of that that movie In and Out, and he's like, "Thanks to my teacher, so and so," and he's gay. And he's gay. Oh yeah, yeah that Kevin Klein movie. Yeah, yeah it's so good, so good. It. Not actually that good, but so good. Yeah. Kevin anyway. Klein, underrated, underrated talent. Underrated. Talent. Uh, yeah. So the like, ever since like since then I've like I've, I've read the books. Uh, when the movies came out, I was working at the theater, so I got to be the guy standing in the projector, slowly, manually spinning the fucking platter around because the goddamn thing was so long it was too heavy for the platters to turn properly. <laughs> oh, so no. for the first like half hour of each time we started a movie, I would stand between theater one and two and just slowly spin fucking platters <laughs> while they while the, until the motor was strong enough to actually move. <laughs> I want to say nine reels for the first one and then ten for Oof. the second and third one. Yeah, those were fun to put together, too, because yeah. I was doing that, putting them together. Ooh, so I was in there yeah. cutting frames out of them and stuff like that for oh, myself. All that stuff. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, that was my Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, all right. So for me, I first read the books, uh, when the, again, when the movies first started coming out. I hadn't seen the animated ones, but uh, my dad, this was another one that was in the family for me. Mm-hmm. My dad was super into Tolkien when he was younger. Uh, so I read my first experience reading them were his like co- copies from like the 60s. They're not like first prints, but there's pretty yeah, early. It's basically how I read mine too, were like mm-hmm. those yeah. editions that my dad had from like the 60s or like early 70s or whatever. So Yeah, so I would have been like around 20 when I first started reading them. I finished each book. My goal was to finish each book like before the respective movie came out. Oh, nice. And in the case of Return of the King, I literally fucking finished it in the parking lot with my dad before we went in to see the movie. <laughs> nice. Like I had like three pages left and I'm like, no, we can't go in yet. I got to finish. And I got in and I was like, okay, now we're ready. That's before assigned seating too. Your dad must love you. Yeah. And then I saw, I read The Hobbit shortly after that. So I read The Hobbit after I read Lord of the Rings. For Did any of you guys have to read The Hobbit in school? I did, yeah. No. Okay, I did not, and I I know a lot of people did, and it which just, I'd already read, so it was fucking pointless. Yeah, but it's fine. But yeah, I really liked the books and the movies and everything. But then when Alicia and I started dating a few years later, and obviously it became a lot more intense. I got a, more of a contact Tolkien high at that point. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, now we have our annual Middle Earth movie marathons. We attend a lot of Tolkien-related stuff at Dragon Con. We play Lord of the Rings online. I've cosplayed as Frodo and Gandalf and a gender-bent Rosie Cotton. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I've helped Alicia with uh, organizing an academic conference related to Tolkien, the Inklings that we've I talked about. Those my Geek of the Week a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're active members of the Atlanta Tolkien fan group. We've some of the members of that group put on uh, Bilbo's birthday parties, which are fucking extravagant affairs that's amazing went hobbit hole camping with these people and Mm. now we're going to oxford and the primary reason for that is to go see this uh jared tolkien maker of middle earth exhibit that's so cool so it's fair to say that this is one of my main fandoms at this point uh to be fair i'm not sure how much of that i would be doing if i wasn't married to somebody that's getting a master's degree in Tolkien studies but <laughs> but even without that I do really enjoy the stories in the movies independently and I'm currently very slowly reading the Silmarillion for the first time so yeah that's a slug 
Yeah. Been there, buddy. Been there. Yeah. And the, my, my problem is, is that I won't take anybody's advice to like jump in like four chapters in. Like I have to read it from the start. Yep. So I'm Prick cat. fucking cats are knocking shit over. Prick cat. I so I'm, I'm, I'm like <laughs> making my way Maybe. through the, uh, the, the really tough historical parts before I get to the actual more narrative parts. He's in the middle of the Valaquenta. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That takes a bit. That's uh, that's a little bit of work to get through. Uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, so for those of us that do, I think it's fair to say all of us would consider ourselves fans at some level of Tolkien and Middle Earth. What is it that really like draws you into this world and these stories? Like, what is it that grabs you? Uh, let's go back to Alicia. How do I always have to start? This is bullshit. Because <laughs> you're special. Yeah, you're the. You're, <laughs> I don't want to be you're special. You're <laughs> yeah. the only special one here. Um. <laughs> Originally, I just really liked the narrative, but as I've been studying it more, I really like how Tolkien masterfully pulls in his experiences from World War One in a way that isn't directly like it's not really accessible to people who are reading it unless you're actually studying it because a lot I'm of people his biography along with yeah. it yeah because a lot of people only see the war in Middle Earth as like the Valorous War you know like. Helm's Deep, the Pelennor Fields, but his depiction of World War One through um, Sam and Frodo's journey mm. through Mordor is really compelling to me. And like how changed they are when they come back, and yeah, yeah, the mega PTSD. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Mark and Christy. For me, uh, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I remember the first thing that I I loved about The Hobbit was just it was storytelling in a way that I'd never experienced, like. It was, um, even though it was fantasy, it was just so, the characters weren't so fantastical that you couldn't see yourself in any of them. And there was a gleam of, like, even through this, like, dark and treacherous and, like, devastating tale, there was always this gleam of hope. And these, but you also felt, like, there. besides sauron there wasn't any character that didn't have a moment of like any villainous character that didn't have a moment of um like where good you could like, relate to them where you could yeah. relate to them and there was like they're not just straight up evil characters yeah there was depth and i wasn't because you know especially because it came out when i was younger i wasn't used to this idea of like the the gray areas nuanced of, villains yeah nuanced and, villains and um the just the expansive the way that you could tell a story with that many characters and still follow along and be engaged with all of them equally because you cared about all of them equally. It like even Grima Wormtongue, who doesn't Grima. Com- oh, I'm sorry, Grima. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Is it Grima? Yeah. It's Grima. Do they say it wrong in the movies or am I just hearing no, it wrong they say in my Grima memory? In the movies. Oh, do yeah. they? I just my memory is I, I honestly don't even remember hearing the first name in the movies. So <laughs> yeah. no. Okay. I apologize. I want, Please I... correct me on any of that stuff. So Grima, <laughs> you like, know she will, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to ask. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. Oh, no, that's um, fine. I'm gonna mispronounce shit too. I, I don't <laughs> but just as long as nobody gets Smaug wrong. Smaug? Oh, are we gonna have to talk about the Hobbit movies? Because no, 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 we don't have to. Talk so about bad, they don't exist. <laughs> it's like season nine of Scrubs. Okay, so okay we basically it. just talked about the Hobbit movies. There, right there. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Uh, the only one of the only movies I've ever fallen asleep in in the theater. But yeah, no, and I just, you know, even those characters like Grima, who played these pivotal but small roles, like you still felt 
just like in the movies at least because I haven't read the book right like it, you still felt something for him like when he's standing on the tower he's with, just a pitiful character yeah, you, you have a pitiful, lot of pity for him yeah but like you hate him when you first meet him but by the end like it's that storytelling where you feel that like he's grown and he's like it's just I don't know there was just something so magical and I loved the depiction of the elves that was one of the things that really got me into fantasy was watching the elves in the Lord of the Rings universe. They were so cool. Yeah. So. I mean, Tolkien completely changed the Western idea of what an elf actually is. Yeah. yeah. It was reminded me of Vulcans, his elves. Yeah, but, well, they're they're less... They they have more emotion than yeah, yeah, Vulcans yeah. do. They seem so restrained, like that restrained well, race. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that I like. Old yeah. souls and yeah. that kind of thing. And yeah. Each of the different... Which I guess probably means that, like, they just ripped the Vulcans off of Tolkien because yeah. yeah. the books came out first, yeah. right? So. <laughs> what were you saying? Well, I was going to say, like, watching and reading the books, all the um, all the different characters involved are all humanish characters, right? Like, yeah. You have the um, the hobbits, you know, and uh, they're supposed to be a little bit more innocent and simpler in, in nature. And then the humans were a little bit more rigid. Yeah. And um, a little bit more power hungry for certain ones. For certain ones. And then... Yeah, the elves are a lot more reserved and um, just more. Uh, They're more, more stewards of more, the world, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's what I noticed when I was reading these books or watching the movies that they really. I don't know if it was a metaphor for different races, but it played out. There's like some anti-Semitism in the dwarves for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the yeah, Hobbit, exactly. he went back he, and corrected he, it. He fixed it somewhat yeah. for and um, which was a you know you could see that the in the books and how it's supposed to relate. Um, see, I didn't know it was. Based off his World War One stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. but it still comes through that there's some type of um, you know friction between different uh, races and, and and people, and that's I've always was able to relate and sort of understand that stuff, and that's what intrigued me with Tolkien in general. Yeah, nice, Mark. World building, basically, like he does. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. like obviously, yeah. I think we've talked about it a million times. I'm a big fan of like spending a lot of time world building ahead of time on anything mm-hmm. I work on or anything that I'm reading or white. Like if somebody does a lot of work world building, I'm that much more interested. Tolkien does basically invented modern world building for mm-hmm. fantasy and like genre kind of writing and stuff like that. So that's what I really glom onto is just like how in depth he goes into each of the races and like all the lore and all the craziness and like. I've also read the Cimmerillion because I was so curious about how the world was built, and like, it's not an easy read, but it's super fascinating to like get into how yeah. much time he spent, and it provides so much context. Yeah, for the so other much context and all that too. other stuff. So yeah. I like True. how much, even in a book series that really kind of, it's really only what like five books. Then, like, if you count the Cimmerillion and then Lord, like Lord of the Rings, depends is three if you books. count uh, or how you count Lord the, of the Rings, the history yeah. of Middle Earth, and stuff like that. Yeah, I was about to ask, have you read the history of Middle Earth? No, you'd fucking love it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's yeah, it's all world building. Okay, I have like I have most of his books on my like Amazon account in Kindle. I just haven't looked at them in ages. So yeah, I haven't actually made it all the way through the history of Middle Earth because it's so dense. But fourteen just, volumes. Oh, I'll never do that. There's no oh. fucking way I'll never do that. Each book I is think two it's nine. and there's seven. Or no, no, no. You're just making fucking numbers up. How many pages? Like, <laughs> give, give me an approximate page count. I have, okay, so I have a um a box set, and it's about this thick. Okay. Oof. Fair. It's hefty. That's a, that's a, that's a good chunk of reading. That's a good chunk of reading. Yeah. I've been reading like uh, the original uh, Howard Conan stories lately, so I'm used to just breezing through shit. So mm-hmm. yeah. density Those maybe not be my, my, fen- my friend right now, but I will yeah. get to it eventually, I'm sure. I will get that 
hankering for something like that <laughs> one day. And that'll be it. All right. So for my part, uh, a lot of it is what's already been discussed. Like the the characterizations are great. They're interesting. They're complex. They're not one D characters by any stretch. The relationships are all very nuanced and have a lot of levels to them. Like we could probably spend an hour just talking about like the relationship between the different hobbits kind of thing. Yeah. Like just like Mary or just like Sam and Frodo's relationship kind of thing. Get into Kevin Smith's thoughts on those same relationships. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it's it's one of the things that really drew me into it is unlike a lot of fantasy stories, it's not based around a romantic love story. Like, yes, there's Arwen and Aragorn, but it's not really the main driving force behind it. And that was really my preconception of fantasy stories before I read Lord of the Rings was like, it's all like, you know, a knight saving a fucking damsel in distress kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but also, uh, like Mark talked about, like the immersiveness and the depth of that world that Tolkien created is just fucking outstanding. Like, even if you don't go too deeply into it, like, if you don't read, like, The Silmarillion, or if all you've read is, like, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, you can still tell how much work went into creating that world to begin with, kind of thing, just because of the depth, like, just really off-the-cuff references that get thrown off, but, like, that reference wouldn't be there if there wasn't, like, three hours of research that went into it or three hours of backstory written behind it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so you can just really tell with, like, how much craft and care the world was built. But the other thing that I really uh, that really drew me into it is Tolkien's writing style itself. He doesn't overdo it on description. Like, you're not sitting there, like, with two pages just of description of Rivendell or the Shire or something like that. The but you're still able to really get a feel for the environments that you're in, and it's because of the way that the characters interact with and react to it. Um, so like you'll just know based on the way that the hobbits are reacting to the fact that they're in Rivendell, like how splendorous it is, kind of thing. And that I, I've always is splendorous a word? Yeah, it is now. All right, <laughs> how splendiferous it is. All right, splendiferous. <laughs> Just yeah, but uh, that that I I have a lot of a lot of envy for. Not that I've ever considered myself as a writer, but I know that that is not an easy task to build a world like that without actually sitting down and like literally spelling out the environments that you're in, kind of thing. It's true. All right, so let's move on a little bit more into the characters, which I think are ultimately the driving force between. But in, in Middle Earth and in uh, in Tolkien's writings, uh, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite character overall and uh, from all of Tolkien's legendarium. So this is where you can start diving off into the weeds and into like the uh, Silmarillion and shit like that if we care to and why that is your favorite character. So let's go back to Alicia again. God, I hate you. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it's a loving marriage, as yeah. we can all tell, right? Can you feel the love, folks? Yeah. Um, my... <sighs> overall favorite character in the legendarium is uh gandalf um which is you know like anyone who knows me it's not a very interesting answer i have a giant tattoo of gandalf um fighting a balrog on her (laughs) upper thigh which i'm looking at right now yeah it's a pretty fucking awesome literal visual bitch (laughs) um (laughs) I, i just i think he's compelling as a character um i just love the shit out of Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. I really like Gandalf. Uh, so overall, yes. Um, as far as Lord of the Rings goes, Gandalf's actually not my favorite character. My favorite character in Lord of the Rings is uh, Faramir, actually. And I'm still angry about what they did with him in the movie. Because uh, they ruined him as a character. Oh, yeah. really? Well, I mean, Faramir was... Um, I always alternate back and forth. His name should be pronounced Faramir. Faramir. Um, he was Tolkien's insert character. 
Oh. He's given right. a... Um, that story, anyways. Also, Baron is also... Baron's not a self-insert. Okay. Luthien's an insert of his wife, but no, Baron's not an insert of Tolkien. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> She's got fucking Tolkien owned over there. She's getting her master's, Tim. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Basically, why he wants this is this is our fucking home life. Is I say, or this is like what happens during the marathon. Is I drunkenly say some shit, and she's like, "No, you're fucking wrong, you idiot." I can't wait. (laughs) So the the I don't know if there was the impetus or not the impetus, but like what the fallout of us actually talking about doing this episode. Tim was talking about doing their annual marathon, and I was like, "I just renewed my passport, and I now know that cheap to Atlanta are are cheap. Our flights to Atlanta are cheap. Cheap to Atlanta are flight. Ah, Cheap cheap to Atlanta." Mark is going on very little sleep, <sighs> listeners. Well, actually, no, I just slept for like 18 hours, but like I'm still kind of yeah, like... was after like two days without sleep. Yeah, yeah. so I'm kind of, I'm a little <laughs> hazy right now and like still on a Pearl Jam high, so like, and a, a couple other highs to be fair. Um, I tried some shit while I was in Seattle, it was entertaining. Uh, yeah, so now that flights are, I know that flights to Atlanta are cheap from Toronto, I will probably go down for this year's Woo-hoo. thing and not actually watch any of the movies, just get drunk and be obnoxious and have Alicia yell at me, basically, that's my, my goal. I have yeah. quite that fucking reputation, don't I? No, we love you to death. But that's yeah, why. Faramir. I've been dying to get you on the podcast. This did not told you. I'm like, we got to get Alicia on the show at some point. We get Mark on every once in a while, but like Alicia like refuses. And Alicia's like way entertaining. We need to get her on there. When we have our Zelda episode, she'll definitely Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Oh God, I have things to say. That we're probably going to piss you off about Zelda. <laughs> oh, I'm fine, man. I don't, I don't I'm like my, my my Nintendo franchise is Metroid, not Zelda. Mm. So I'm a Metroid boy. Do you some, have anything else more? To kill say some about fucking Faramir? aliens. Oh, I, I think Faramir. So um, <laughs> he he adds uh, depth to the story in a way that um, other characters don't. He's the only. Um, it's the only the man only that's not a dick. He's the only example of the actual religion in Middle-earth, and I find that really compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're in the uh, the cave behind the waterfall, and he says, you know, we always look west before we eat. And the hobbits are like, what the fuck, we don't do that, right? And he questions them, why don't you do that? Because he's a man in which the blood of the Numenorians runs pure or whatever. And I, I don't know, I just, the fact that he's a captain of the guard in Gondor, and yet he is not tempted by the ring, he is, he's not tempted by the ring, He's um elevates art and culture above war, and that particular narrative I think is really interesting. All right. That's a good answer. <laughs> it's better than That's why our, she's on this it's episode. It's better than any of our answers are going to be. Yeah, exactly. I like Legolas because he's sexy. Uh, well, now you just fuck my answer. Up. Thanks, man. Because Orlando Boom's pretty. He's so pretty, though. He's so uh, all right, Mark. Um, I don't know. I, I still think uh, after watching all three of them, um, and even going by the could books, be a Hobbit character. Um, uh, I'd say Samwise. Uh, that's the right answer, yeah. really. That's well, he's he's basically that's the objectively the correct the story, answer. Right? He's the actual so, hero. You know, yeah. like he, he is he, the hero of the book. Or the he's movies. the truly, truly incorruptible soul. Yeah. Of the, of he the keeps story. it together. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not much else to it. It's sad, and it's Mikey from Goonies. So I'm sorry. Yeah. it's Rudy. So it's you just really Rudy. love Sean Austin. <laughs> it's funny how many of those Goonies guys made good, right? Like one of them was Thanos, one of them was Sandwise. Like, and then there's Corey Feldman, and then there's Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah. 
we don't talk about short that. Rounds. I think I was short round. Yeah. So I mean, like he didn't have much of a career post that, but he was like in the Goonies and short round. And the, to be fair, is. that's probably enough to retire on. If for, if any of us got those paychecks, we'd be like, not working another day oh, in our lives. Done. I was yeah. short round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna live on the con circuit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, you listen to the fucking last episode. Finish listening to our Indiana well, Jones episode, or don't, Christy, or don't, and, and just go watch the fucking Indiana Jones <laughs> movies like a normal go person. Watch Temple yeah, of watch Doom. Them. He's taking oh. the ring back. He's taking the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> He's questioning his decisions. Like I said, he would. I said that you on the episode. You did say he would. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's why we recorded that episode. All right, you can scold her, but scold her into the mic. Yes. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? There you go. Christy, your favorite character from Middle Earth. Legolas, because he's sexy, right? Legolas, because he's sexy. No. Legolas, because he's sexy. No, that would have been Frodo yes. for me. Other Christy showed up. Jay, Jay no. Bishop. God damn it. Other Christy is here. He's so hot. <laughs> All right, this is my favorite episode of the podcast. <laughs> this is the best one. My name's Christy Bolton. Stop. He's hot. Somebody put some underwear in my bedroom. There's two of her now. Oh, my God. No. Stop this spreading. I want underwears from Elf. <laughs> Fuck you. Right, Get away from me. Fucking Christ. Don't Real Christy. Touch me. She throws a ring at her at him and says, come on. <laughs> This podcast ruined It's all just a battle for the ring, really. Yeah. Oh, the one ring. <laughs> so, um, for me, my Roll easy credits. answer, my easy answer is Sam because Sam, and because he's amazing, and I've always loved him. But I think for me, actually, it's Pippin. Pippin's my favorite. I found that, and because this is again coming from someone who's only seen the movies, I found that his character experienced growth in a very similar but different capacity so like when he was trapped in gondor as like this servant um to denethor yeah to denethor and you like just even hearing him sing the song about like um because he wrote all, that too right billy boyd and, yeah yeah like you hear the emotion in his voice and that is nothing that pippin would have experienced when you first met him when he was jumping around on tables with beers with mary and like just he, the, I love that he still keeps his humor throughout the throughout the course of the story, but I don't know. There was just something about the the naivety, the naivete of Pippin at the beginning, and then seeing him develop this like understanding of how the world works, but without being shattered like Frodo was. He's the Danny Rand of Middle Earth, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the really terrible things about them cutting the scouring of the Shire out of the movie oh, is yeah. because that is in the book sort of the pinnacle of Merry and Pippin in particular yeah. is the character growth because uh. they come back having been in war and have those experiences and then they lead the Hobbits. They're like yeah. war, they're like wards of the Shire. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. read yeah. the fucking book. The I know. Yeah. <laughs> just read scouring that, of the like Shire. Those characters like, Especially like the yeah. their characters are way more fleshed out and they they do much more in the books yeah. than they do in they the really movies. Do. Like they have a very like kind of meandery side plot in the movies, whereas in the books, like they have their own like story going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But there was just something, I don't know. I mean Pippin to me grew it, it just from the the movies grew more than I thought Mary did. Yeah. And he had a more of a a harrowing, like harrowing moments that he had to witness because he was the littlest yeah. of yeah. the hobbits. 
So he was, uh, I always found him very compelling and very touching. And when he's getting like carried and it's just so upsetting. (laughs) Oh, except the one thing I hate about that is the total fuck up of the editing in the movie where he had his hands tied and then he turns and there's not tied. I was like, God damn it. How did no one catch that? And it's like some continuity fucker needs to be fired for that shit. Yeah. But anyway, that's my favorite character. Fair. Um, I don't really have like a favorite Saruman, I guess, is probably my favorite character. Yeah, he's Loves pretty, ra- he's pretty badass. I like the villains. I do like the villains. But he is like, I like that idea that he was like, he was a good wizard that was corrupted by the evil and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. And, like just Palantir and- kind of fell to it and all that kind of stuff. And like, his plan is pretty cool. Like what he does to, you know, like attack Middle Earth is very interesting and all that kind of stuff. And I just liked... Basically, the fact that he's Christopher Lee and they get right. that giant, fucking yeah. amazing Christopher Lee booming yep. voice playing uh, Saruman. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The guy's so goddamn intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> See, perfect that- casting. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. Ba- basically, when I found out, like, uh, they'd cast Saruman as, or Christopher Jesus, Lee my brain is not working. Christopher <laughs> Lee as Saruman in the movies. I was like, well, they basically perfectly cast that. Like, that was basically what I saw in my head anyway. So He when wanted they- to be Gandalf. Yeah, I can see that. He's a huge, he was a buddy, wasn't he? Like, friends with Tolkien? Uh, they wrote back and forth, yeah. Like, they were in the war or something like that together? Yeah, like they did yeah, yeah. No, Because no. I know Christopher Lee did, like, some James Bondy shit, because he knew uh, Fleming, too. Mm. He so, like, yeah, he was a spy. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so why he, he made Fleming the noise he did when he got stabbed in the back. Yeah, because he actually knew <laughs> yeah. what it was like. Yeah, I remember that he story. Told, he, he told Peter Jackson, like, I know yeah. what sound a man makes when he gets stabbed in the back, and Peter Jackson was like, Okay. Oh. Okay. Back away slowly. He's one of those guys who saw some shit that you like basically wanted to like get him out and drunk and just like tell me stories about the war because he'd tell you like yeah. the real ugly side of it. You don't even care if it's true. Like it's oh. just, yeah. the worst part is it's probably is true too. Like yeah, But so. he his character is another one that got kind of d in the movies. Oh, that's a racial slur. You shouldn't see. Gypsy, gypsy, yeah. Oh, is it? Cheated, cheated would probably be that. Ooh, sorry, I didn't realize. (laughs) More casual racism. God damn it, ladies and gentlemen! I'll cut it out. Start your press sentence again. (laughs) Oh, what do I use instead? He was one of the characters. He was one of the characters. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, wait till (laughs) we're all quiet so that I have silence. (laughs) Well, that was another crummy thing about Saruman is that he got. Totally cheated. <laughs> yeah, giggle away. Like, real See, fucking natural. Don't reference it. I can cut all this out. You just, I don't know how to be natural said, after that. All right, I'm just going to leave the whole thing in and leave the race of science. He was cheated. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, you Mark. Just add that one. Yeah, that's the one I'll put it right in there. Yeah. God damn. All right. <laughs> I'll just put a beep in. <laughs> Everyone's going to think it's so much worse. That's why I'm going to put a beep oh. in. <laughs> anyway, I feel like after I found out his story, he was cheated in the movies Fair. for sure. Fair. Like his ending was crap. Yeah, in the mo- well, in the theatrical editions, he got more in the, well, the, the extended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the extended, he got a much better ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. much better. Which is why I would like, I will still say, even in the movies, I like, well, I mean, I'll say in the movies because Christopher Lee, otherwise I'd be scared Christopher Lee will rise back mm-hmm. from the grave <laughs> and fucking murder me. Oh, he'll fuck shit in our, up. In our oh, yeah. <laughs> theatrical cuts just don't exist. Nope. All we've ever watched is the extended versions to the point where a lot of the time we have trouble remembering like what seen. was and what's not in the Yeah, I think I've only ever seen the theatrical theater. cuts like when I saw them in theaters yeah. and yeah. since then I've watched the extended. Well, it's funny because I thought most of the extended were good, but I, mean, I thought it was close enough. Um, 
I don't know. I, I thought uh, the first one, Fellowship, was better as a theatrical because of pacing. Get only, out. Only, <laughs> only because of pacing, but it does remove a lot of extra stuff that is nice to see. Yeah. All right. So my favorite character, I am really partial to Gandalf, but if you like put me to the wall, I would have to say Tom Bombadil overall. Because I just love that he's basically Q though. Like he's got no act. Like, I know that's what character. I love is that like everything else is going on in Middle Earth. He's just like off fucking doing his own thing. Like he's a bit of an outsider. He's just like chilling in the fucking forest, I like guess. communing with the trees and not the animals helping. and basically shit. Basically not and... helping with all that power. It's yeah. kind of like <laughs> Superman but sitting that's... out crisis on Infinite Earths. I... I'm just gonna fucking sing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I I like that he's. I mean, for one thing, like he doesn't fucking really. Fit in anywhere he's just like there yeah and but he's just this mysterious character he's clearly fucking powerful as hell but he's just chosen instead to just live his life out like fostering nature and protecting the forest and shit like that and banging and, the river daughter yeah banging the banging yep. the shit out of the river daughter good for him yeah good for him <laughs> uh all right so now we're gonna start getting into the personal questions this so which character would you most idolize? Like if you wanted to like be like that is who I would like to like the person that I feel like I should be kind of thing. I'm uh, just going to answer this right now and say Saruman again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You want to make some like abominations of uh, of human life? If I can take over the world, basically should have been a supervillain. I Fair will take enough. the supervillain role anytime you give it to me. <laughs> like a real supervillain, though, like a killer jokery supervillain, like a Doctor Doom Saruman kind yeah. of supervillain. Like, give me the real power, guys. Yeah, where, where the people just worship you. And, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Right. I'm into it. I, like I thought it. maybe you'd want to be the Balrog because he just kind of hangs out in you know caves and does his own thing. And That's pretty one. fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people for not being on the mic. Gotta Saruman's got like the same access to weed as the hobbits do, so like that's basically true. Like, he does true, a big true. store of pipe weed in his yeah. So he just get fucking big as shit and just like hang more out. Thank yeah. Sauron's also an equivalent being to a Balrog. Fair, fair. fair. Yeah, they're all Meyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we're getting into the shit. Getting into the shit. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, who would you, you strive to be? Ecthelion. Oh, <laughs> now we're getting deep into the shit. All right. For our listeners, you need to actually yes. explain who Ecthelion is. Ecthelion is, he's from the Silmarillion. He is a Noldoran uh, elf lord. Noldoran elves are the ones that went to Valinor and back. Um, he followed, uh, Feanor. Valinor is that the place Valinor is the, the west. The, the west. The Grey yeah, Haven. Okay. Yes. It's not the Grey no, Havens. The Grey Havens is where they set sail for it, but it's Jesus the West. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> so you need to stop trying to explain shit when she's sitting here, man. I know. You just need to shut your mouth and let your wife tell the story. All right, so Ecthelion, he was a really well-known, like, uh, piper and flautist, but he was also, like, the most fucking badass general ever. He was one of the few people who lived through the Battle of Unnumbered Tears. He got uh, guarded the flank when Turgon... Um, retreated and turgon was like the high king of the noldor at the at that point he's like the only person from the flank who survived and during the fall of gondolin he killed three balrogs and then died while battling gothmog the lord of the balrogs in a fountain they gothmog like he, he was missing an arm at that point gothmog like knocked a sword out of his hand Ecthelion stabbed him with his crown, and then they fell into the fountain together and uh, and drowned. But that's like, badass shit. That's fucking yeah. badass. 
All right, I gotta get to that fucking part in this one really, and then I'll be like, "Holy fuck, I'm turning pages like crazy." Kind of yeah, that's, my, that's actually like the that was my favorite part of the Cimmerillion. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Mark, it's a good oh, answer though. Uh, for me, just because they're more relatable, hobbits. <laughs> Is there a, I want partic- to be a particular all the hobbits? Hobbit? Uh, sorry, oh, crap, a particular hobbit. That well, you... the one he's marrying, maybe. Um, <laughs> I am a hobbit. No, no specific. I just like their mentality. They're very happy, go lucky. Uh, they're very hairy. Um, She's they still have, describing Christy. Big, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh. Big feet. Christy's the older I get, the hairier I become. Big feet. They like to eat. You know, second breakfast and all. Yeah. I did yeah. that yesterday. And, um, second breakfast. Yeah, I had like pancakes after I had like a full of breakfast yesterday. It's fantastic. I'm fucking hero right now. You remind Afternoon me. tea, dinner. It was, it was, it was a good day. Nice. And uh, yeah, uh, no specific... Um, just the Person. hobbit race. Yeah. You just basically you just want to like hang out and smoke and drink, right? That's that, pretty fucking fantastic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would go for a, I would go for a hobbit, but I'm like I don't know how I would cope with being that fucking short. Like that's I'm, like, I'm used to it. Well, man. you'd I'm be like, like the tallest of the hobbits. I, yeah, but like that's like being, be a which t- as long as you never leave the Shire, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you'd be like a giant hobbit, and everyone would look up to you. Yeah. Go on your knees and just walk around for a day. So I'm basically a cave yeah. troll. So like. Yeah. <laughs> I self-identify as a cave troll. That's basically. If I, <laughs> we'll get to that question. If you, if you took one of those quizzes, like what character in Lord of the Rings are you? I'd probably either get cave troll or, or like Balrog. Gollum. So, yeah. <laughs> no, Gollum. No, I'm not that like heroiny. Like I don't think that really works for me. Christy, who would you who would you idolize? I've got two, but the first one. Well, I I think it'd be really badass to be like Galadriel because yeah. she's like powerful and. She's ominous. You know, everything she says is like, you know, what does that actually mean? And she's um, self, like, she knows herself enough that she wouldn't be able to handle a ring. Um, and then also, you the just one have ring. a giant crush on Kate Blanchett. Yes, who doesn't? Mm. Yeah, she's really perfect. Basically, is. yeah. But she's almost too ethereal um, for me to, like, idolize because I could just never get that, to that, that like, well, still, it's, uh, it's, it's idolatry yeah. you don't have to actually be it doesn't yeah. have to be achievable exactly. but that's why I <laughs> read the Silmarillion is she worse I think or better <laughs> um, the she's, elves she's very interesting in the Silmarillion mm. yeah the, the elves are very much more like people yeah. in the oh, Silmarillion okay. yeah. yeah but I actually think that I, I one character I always really loved was Eowyn just because she like is this demure daughter of the king and then has to pretty much take over and like she's watching and she becomes very like she's extremely smart and like able to like see all of the things that Grima is doing and um, takes up a sword in the end and wants to rally and become a, a warrior even though she's a woman and she's like no fuck this and she like takes all the courage that she has to you know go and be a warrior and I was just like that's a fucking badass and she kills the witch king <laughs> and she kills yeah. the witch king and uh, I just I just found her to be very like relatable in a way you were like yeah I could be her if I had courage in that she is yeah. one of the few characters that also has a vagina that's true that's it's true very limited number of characters yeah, there's like, the, like what four at four? least in Lord of the Rings and uh, The Hobbit there's not a lot yeah yeah, Alicia's actually counting them right Four, now. like, big characters anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Five. Five? Like, Five in Lord of the Rings. Well, who's, who's your fifth? Ar- Arwen Ladriel, Eowyn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. She's she's one okay. of my answers. Okay. Yeah, like, I had no interest in being Arwen because she's, like, even though she's cool, mm, you know, Tyler. she just lives to, like, save um, Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. And there's not... A, she uh, lives yeah. to bang her cousin? Yeah. No! 
Aragorn's her cousin, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, They're I didn't related. know that. <laughs> They're blood related. Oh no, Actually, distant blood related. Yeah, yeah, cousins. <laughs> oh, because oh, Elrond and uh, Aragorn's ancestor were brothers. Yeah. Oh, see, this is I gotta read these. You gotta read the fucking books. I know. I gotta read the goddamn books. Just, just look up a family tree kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know uh, if I want to. That um, family tree is like a straight line. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's, it's a little weird. That's how yeah. the elves got their ears that just, way. Just one breed. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, inbreeding. My for my part, the character that I would most like idolize or try to emulate, I think is probably be Frodo. I would like to say Sam because he's like a simple guy, but I'm not really much of a gardener. Uh, but I'd like, but I'd like to think like if I was given that like chance to carry a burden in order to like make the world a better place, even though it would be at like great potential risk and cost to myself, that I would accept that responsibility. I don't know if I actually fucking would. Just but never, like to think just, that I would. Just never tell me because I will be like that is a quick grasp at power right there, and <laughs> I may have to eliminate my friend to do it. But <laughs> and then Mark, yeah, fun. Mark kills me and takes the ring. Goddamn right. <laughs> And plus, uh, Frodo, he get at least you know he goes through all this shit. At least he gets to go home to fucking Bag End, which is some pretty sweet fucking days. But he doesn't stay there. No, no, he goes off and becomes arguably one of the three, four loneliest graves in uh, Valinor. Three, three, yeah, Bilbo. Yeah, Bilbo, Frodo, Frodo, and Gimli Gimli are the three lonely graves, the only graves in all of Valinor, because all the elves get to go over there and live forever but human or well not humans elves and hobbits die when they go to valinor so you just said elves and or, hobbits sorry dwarves and hobbits well i'm glad i'm up depressing like, yeah brain, like brain dead right now that's <laughs> nice to know but yeah i mean like he basically he doesn't like frodo doesn't fucking work so yeah he had like a shitty couple years <laughs> then he gets to go home and like live in fucking luxury even though he's got like a long and lasting deep ptsd pain. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right now it's time to get real. The character that, in reality, you most closely resemble. It's the same could, fucking answer, though, could, could be in personality, could be in appearance. <laughs> it's the same answer, though. Okay. Yeah, you're, still, <laughs> you're still Saramon. I'm still a tall, bearded man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Balrog. <laughs> well, the Balrog also, yeah, there is that, too. I do like to spend well, a lot of time in this dark basement. So. You, are, you are, and you are blowing smoke a lot yeah, of the time. A lot of the time. Spit hot fire. Basically. <laughs> Dial up, dial up. From both fucking ends, usually. You also, <laughs> you also have a flaming whip, apparently. What I do on the weekends when you guys aren't around, like that behind closed doors, guys. Like, let's not talk about the sex swing that's in the next room. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Alicia, the character you in reality most closely resemble. <laughs> I, I desperately want to be some sort of elf, but I mean, I'm not. <laughs> If if I were a race, I would definitely be a dwarf. But I, there aren't any dwarves that I personally relate to. Because there's no fucking female dwarf. There, there, there's, there. There's Dees. But no, the character I probably most resemble is uh, Lobelia Sackville, Sackville Baggins. Because <laughs> she's a petty bitch. <laughs> that's definitely part of it. Um, she's such a fucking great character, though, because other than Aowen, she's the only uh, female character in The Lord of the Rings that gets any sort of character growth. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, so she's she's a petty fucking bitch, and then at the end of it, she's uh, locked up in the lock holes because she fucking beat one of Saruman's uh, like the ruffians that he sent into the Shire to wreck it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a uh, fucking fiery, she's feisty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds familiar. All right, <laughs> uh, Mark. Oh, still Hobbit. Still a Hobbit. Um, which Hobbit? I don't know which one we would say. Sam. In your mic, fuckers. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was asking her. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably say Sam. That's very close. Fair. Yeah, okay. Mark's really kind and giving. and Basically, mar- what's the, oh. the girl's name? Rosie? Rosie Cotton. Yeah. Rosie Cotton. Basically marrying Rosie Cotton. Good times. Am I? No. I don't know. No. no. Honestly. She seems very sweet, so. <laughs> I a lot missed, of stink eye this episode. I haven't, I haven't had Christy around for like three weeks to take pot shots at, so like. <laughs> Mark's getting them all in now. Yeah, getting them all in. We got to do a solo episode this week too, so which means I have to be behave while it's just she and I. So like, <laughs> you don't want her to shut down. Yeah, I don't need her to shut down. <laughs> like, to if she shuts down when there's five people, basically in the room, like whatever, it's fine. I got a good joke in. I'm happy. Oh, remember that time you guys were joking about my murder? <laughs> what one time we've joked oh, about yeah, that that's multiple true. So many fucking times. times? So many times. It's basically my favorite topic on the podcast. Uh, we talk so, about that now. No. <laughs> That's enough. Um, so, um, I think honestly, uh, thinking about it, I'd probably be closest to Pippin. Like very lighthearted and goofy, small. Like I, I like um, good times with my my buddies, but also understand a bit more depth of the world because of certain experiences. And I like to sing. <laughs> but no, I just really, I don't know. I see a lot of the mischievousness in Pippin and things like that. But he's never like nasty to anybody. He, I don't think he really knows how to be. Um, mean. Yeah. Mary is the more like mischievous of the two. Well, that's my pick, actually. So Christy and I are apparently a team. Yeah. I, I would definitely be a hobbit. And I figured probably Mary because uh, I am a bit of a joker i have a tendency towards shenanigans i have occasionally poor judgment occasionally and, and a tendency <laughs> to over imbibe sometimes but at least when i do over imbibe <laughs> i always have fun uh which seems the, the hobbity way the question is the people around you who cares Fair enough. And, answer. Uh, fucking answer, buddy. <laughs> but when it but i feel like when it comes down to it i can be relied upon and i come up with creative uh solutions to problems so that's why I think that I'm probably closest mm-hmm. to Mary. Fair. Totally. All right. So getting back into the actual stories a little bit, uh, does everybody have like a favorite like scene or like chapter from the books or books or movies? Alicia? Council of Elrond, totally joking. <laughs> that chapter damn near made me stop reading the books the first time I read them. Oh, really? Um, my favorite is probably a scene from the movie. Um and I know you know what it is. Um, it's the scene in the extended cut of oh, the yeah. two towers right at the beginning where uh, Gandalf and the Balrog are falling into the, the deeps when it pulls out and that fucking music just gives me goddamn yeah. oh, chills. It's so good. Yeah, yeah the good. two of them falling down on that mountaintop. Yeah. Or, nope, no, nope. When they're the... falling, like after they're battling while falling and it oh, pulls yeah, yeah, back yeah. and they're falling into the You just see the how deeps. far... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, into the cavern. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. one of my favorite shots, period, in any movie. Yeah. Oh, so badass. Uh, Mark? Oh, I don't know. I have to think about this one. Um, Come Christy back. Fernalia. Yeah, Christy? For me, I keep talking about Pippin, but it was when he was singing. To Denethor. Um, well, Denethor yeah. is chowing down and, like, just fucking Being has, gross. like... Yeah, like, yeah. grape tomatoes dripping down his chin and shit. It was the... That, like juxtaposition yeah the, the juxtaposition of that just like and what was happening and like the the fighting that's also being interspersed and cut in between i just found it so moving mm-hmm. but it didn't leave you broken in the same way that like seeing frodo 
leave at the end of the movies did or you're gonna make me ugly cry <laughs> or <laughs> you're like, not drunk enough to ugly no, cry oh my god i i was weeping when that happened I was like, oh, there's no recovering from this <laughs> um or like when sam is holding the ring out to uh frodo oh, and he's yeah. like staring at it because it's the one time he's been tempted um or the other one that always got me was um Gollum Smeagol in the lava disappearing mm. while he's like got the ring on his finger. He's finally so happy to have it back and like just dies like reaching then, like, out for yeah, it. Like, no. You can see the look on his face when he realizes that it's betrayed him yeah. for the last time kind of thing. So yeah. those those three were always like stick outs to me but I think it's the, the juxtaposition of the one with Pippin singing has always been me just being like oh yeah. god it is haunting. It is. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think I figured. Yeah. It was, it was its first movie when they were getting chased by the uh, the uh, the wraiths. The wraiths, like, and they're oh, hiding in the shadow. Oh, under the under the, the, under the, the, the tree, and, like, the you really see how like <laughs> how roots. small and and innocent these guys are for the first time, and how like they're just being hunted almost right away, and it's it's scary as shit. Mm-hmm. Those things were like my favorite visual in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. the ring wraiths yeah. are the coolest fucking look. And it's fantastic. Like, thing, and the yeah. sound design on oh god, so, oh, like, everything, everything, all the design work on those characters. I'm like, yeah. that's basically like my black metal dream is to yeah. be able to design that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's it's what you so should cool. cosplay. You should come to fucking Dragon yeah. kind of cosplay a ring like wraith. Ring I wraith. do have the yeah. Witch King sword. Do you? Yeah, I don't need the whole outfit. Like I'm tall enough to pull it off. Like I'd be looming over everybody too. So Tim can be your horse. There you go. The sense of dread. This just got sexual in a way I'm not comfortable with. You guys always. Talk about doing You're totally other. comfortable with being my horse, buddy. We know it. You're a liar. Why, why am I the taker now? Uh, you always come on. If you really put us in a relationship, which one of us do you think is the pitcher and catcher here? You be the. I'll be the power bottom. Ooh, there you go. So there the horse. Go. So yeah, you're basically yeah, you're basically the bottom. Thank you. You just power bottom, notwithstanding. That just means you're good at your job. All right. Mark, favorite scene or or it depends on if it's book or movie. So like whatever you can have one for each. If if it's the movie, it's like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Uh, Mm. I still like the first time sitting through that in the theater. I was like, this is like the coolest fucking. Oh, it was magnificent. Book wise, though, it's actually the the Shelob, like the whole. Oh yeah. Oh no. In Two Towers, like because it's in that book (laughs) of like them like dealing with Shelob and stuff like that. I thought that was that's my favorite chapter of the book. Nice. yeah, but Helm's Deep, like, fuck, yeah, that was cool. They did on such screen, a good man. job, like, and and so fucking cool. at a time when like that was an amazing achievement. It was a huge achievement. Oh. Visually, yeah, I watching oh, it, yeah. wow, that was CGI. They and did a lot like of fucking yeah. work to get that to like and look it that really good. holds up. Yep. Fifteen years later, really yeah. well, that's that's the thing is that like they pulled so many punches that nobody had like really like gone full tilt into before. Movies had tested and yeah. like played yeah. with, yeah. but mm-hmm. with Helm's Deep, it was so like real because it was all these people really fighting and like. Um, when the oh, do you remember when the ladders hit? Yeah, yeah. And all of the orcs just that's running why, up. That's why. That's why it was so like that whole fucking like sequence is amazing. Yeah, the yeah. siege warfare and everything. That sequence and... basically made me want a live action Conan movie and not that Jason Momoa piece of shit that came out a couple years ago, like a real live action badass Conan movie. Because I'm like, they can finally do like weird, creepy orcs in like live action and do it well and. Show he, Conan, you know, just cleaving those fuckers in half because yeah, yeah. That's but that was the happen. that was the shit mistakes they made with the Hobbit was that everything became CGI. Remember that barrel yeah. scene in the oh, water? Oh fuck! Don't get me started on the goddamn barrel rider scene. The only, the, only the fucking GoPro shots. 
that don't fit with anything else. <laughs> the fuck only me. thing I remember enjoying from those Hobbit movies was Smaug. Like that was the only one that it's I was like, Benedict no, my my favorite scene is is a Hobbit scene, and it's Riddles in the Dark. They did oh, such yeah. a yes. fucking outstanding yeah, job. Fair. I mean, that that scene to begin with in the book is brilliantly written, mm-hmm. and it's like maybe the pinnacle of just Tolkien's like cleverness as yeah. an author. Um, and and, and it, I like how it's, it's retconned so well. between the two books too. Like it's subtly retconned because yeah, Bilbo lies. Like yeah, they, that's they, the excuse for it. And they the, insert yeah yeah. I like um, that. I always like that. Like reading it and like having my because I was young when I read it the first time. Like having my dad explain like why is the story different. He's like, you don't understand like. The, the narrator of the Hobbit is unreliable. Like you, that, and now that's that's a TV trope now. But yeah. like back then, I was like twelve, and like why why is this different? He's like because Bilbo basically lied to make him looks make himself look better in his <laughs> own story. Yeah. What yeah. version of the Hobbit did you read? Did you read the one before he went back and rewrote that um, chapter? It, it was it was one of the first like edition. He kind of like my dad had old copies of them. So, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he um, has it been adjusted since it was then? revised. He, he after revised Lord of the Rings it right before uh, Lord of the Rings was published. Oh, okay. Because I had a version where he does like legit say like he won or whatever like in the hobbit and then it's different after yeah yeah he changed it okay i didn't know that i've never i've never read says thing i've only read the hobbit once it was that one time because i did not like it so yeah if i go back and reread them i've only ever read the rings again yeah so but i have to agree like that moment when gandalf just hits his staff or goes and it lights into the no we're talking reels of the dark we're talking um we're talking Gollum and Gollum and yeah the riddles. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about in Fellowship. No, no, no. no. In, in the Hobbit. Like. No. So, so Gollum, Gollum, and and uh, Bilbo playing the game of riddles with each other. Oh uh, yes. We, yeah. Right. Well, after Which, after Bilbo's found the ring and yeah. yes, that Which was in the a book really is cool. The scene. actual like climax of the story, right? Like it's more the actual kind of mean like that's the main thrust well, of that. it depends it depends on if Bilbo's you're, story yeah. i guess like, it depends if you're listening or reading it in the context of just the hobbit on yeah. its own and the the dwarves journey or if you're or if you're if you're watching it in the context of the greater story of the ring mm-hmm. kind of yeah thing. that part there's a tone shift in the hobbit yeah where it goes from being you know an adventure story to a war story and yeah. it happens right after that yeah, yeah. i was yeah. told that was like kind of like the the main point of his story in yeah. of Bilbo's story because yeah. that's when he 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 turns into like a that's his moment of growth mm-hmm. where he goes from being a child to an adult that's where he crosses the threshold and he has mercy on Gollum where he has the chance yeah. to yeah. to kill him but doesn't so can i not get a copy of the hobbit like the way i read it anymore um you they have um reprints of it but no generally not oh okay i didn't know that it's that's harder cool. to find yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. but yeah i just feel like that uh, not only was it realized really well in the movies, but that scene just gives you such a great insight into Gollum's character and like his dichotomy and his internal struggle and stuff True. like that. And so that is that's probably my favorite scene. All right, one last question before we close out, and it's going back to personal experiences. Uh, what is the nerdiest Middle Earth or Tolkien related thing that you have ever done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christy sounds like she's already got an answer. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing stories so with Christy. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I used to get off to the idea of Frodo. <laughs> like Elijah Wood? Like with the music of Nana, don't Hobbits listen to this episode. Holy shit. I'm going to turn on the score when I get home. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Yep. Well, I've never said too. that out loud. Tim, the episode's over. Just fucking kill it. Like, yeah. Just get us out. Wow. We're done. I've never said that out loud. We're before, basically but done now. You nabbed yourself a hobbit. 
Holy shit. <laughs> so basically, you guys now have to do like a hobbit wedding. Yeah. I just gave her to one ring. Tonight, yeah. You guys Tonight, to there's going to be some bedroom cosplay, I think. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You should try. Wait, did I say that? I mean, go for it. I just Whatever. talked about getting off <laughs> to the idea. Fair. It was more Elijah Wood. I made a sex swing but... joke like 10 minutes ago. So I'm like... True. But yeah, that wow. was uh, the geekiest thing. <laughs> All right. Let's just like before yeah. she capitulates or changes that answer. Yeah, next move on to Mark. <laughs> on to Mark. Uh, it's Mark's so also much, getting off. It's the not so much geeky, but it's um, Lord of the Rings sort of comes around to how I found out I was uh, allergic to cats. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Explain. Elaborate. So, um, I was living in Toronto at the time. I was working at the video store, and uh, my friend Mel bought the two tower. No, no sorry, three um, Return of the King game for the Xbox. Okay. And. Um, so I don't remember any of these games ever coming out. Like, oh, it was, it was fantastic! Actually, have you played the new ones, Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor? Shadow of Mordor? They're all Not right. Um, uh, Mordor's good, but War sucks. Like fan fiction. That the new one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the new one I haven't picked up yet, but Mordor um, was fun. But I went over because it was a two-player action adventure game RPG, and we were playing this for hours into the night. Um, <laughs> yeah, this story. <laughs> so it's like end of September. Um, I went there in a T-shirt, thinking the weather would hold up. Um, I get to her house. She has this big, fluffy-ass cat. Um, and I'm playing the game, and I'm getting a little itchy. I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's three in the morning. We've been playing this game way too long. Yeah, it's awesome. And I have to get to my place on Ron- in Roncesvalles. And she's just like in Christie Pitts area. Oh, shit. And I'm trying to take a Blue Line bus for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is like Toronto inside baseball. You kind of like... Right? And... The Blue Light bus only has a few stops, yeah. uh, and it's very late at night. Um, most people who go on there are either drunk or degenerates, because <laughs> it's usually at Basically, that point. Yeah, 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 I know. Um, and I'm allergic to this cat, and I didn't know about it. So I was scratching myself. I got it in my eye. It's oh, now very cold outside, because it's, it's, you know, it's breaching into fall. And I get to the blue line bus, and I'm I'm scratching. My eyes are bulging out. <laughs> and you're freezing to death. And I'm chattering. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm so cold, right? Like you're a fucking, <laughs> so, like, so you like, look like you're having heroin withdrawal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you're looking yeah, like, like you're on like, withdrawal. So the bus pulls up, fucking opens junkie. up the door. And he's like, he's, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, let's just go to Dundas and Bloor. <laughs> and I'm like, shivering. He's like, just, just get on the bus, man. Just get on the bus. And he takes me on the bus. It drives me to where I need to go. That's amazing. Probably thought I was so Fucking like drunk. Out. Yeah. But Just that's tweaking. how I found out I was allergic to cats. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So. And Thank how you, you Lord, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a great game. Yes, it was a fantastic <laughs> game. Fair. I'd do Fair. it all over again. All right. Mark, he says Mark? as he sniffles. What's the question again? What is the uh, nerdiest Middle Earth or Tolkien related thing you've ever done? Well, I basically built all the prints for my theater for all three movies, so like, that's pretty nerdy. And yeah. kind of like I was the only person who did it. So I, for every movie, I had to put two prints together because they multiple screens because of how long the movies were. So mm-hmm. every theater got two, which means every time I had to put together these ten real monstrosities and Jeez. then stand there and spin them by hand. Other than that, I guess probably at Mopop this weekend, I did like see like the actual screen used. Uh, Preps, props, preps, props. Andrew and yeah, they had a bunch of stuff. I'll show you the picture before you guys Sting. leave. I showed Alicia. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I sent it. And, also, and Gimli's axe. Some more of my friends have been, so I've got. Oh, you got all. Yeah, but it was it was pictures. just really cool because I wasn't expecting to see any Lord of the Rings stuff when I walked in yeah. there. And I was like, oh, look, that's cool because they also had 
like Princess Bride props and shit like that. Too. I was like, this is it was really cool. I saw um, that years ago in Toronto when yeah. they had the exhibition just after the movies, like yeah. all the props and costumes. Yeah, yeah so but that was really cool because I didn't do that kind of stuff. But like having seen them at Mopop and it was like next door to like, uh, like like Harry Potter wands, like legit screen used like Harry Potter wands and like the Princess Bride outfits and in a room that was adjacent to like a screen used phaser and stuff like that. So I was just like, I was in geek heaven, but. That was pretty, yeah. I was like right there. I was like, oh, look at all this Lord of the Rings shit that I get to look at now and send pictures to Tim because he'll appreciate it. Yep, indeed. So. All right, Alicia. Uh, she's getting her bastards in this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a fucking master's degree. <laughs> this answer's moot. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, I'm editing a book. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty rad. She just shared that thing, too, yeah, like last you, weekend. Why don't you pimp your book while you're on the podcast? I, yeah. I am. I'm uh, editing a book on Tolkien and gaming. If anyone who listens to this is up to writing an academic paper about Tolkien's influence on video games, uh, video games or, or I will board read games. your book, but I will <laughs> not be writing anything games. for it. No, you, and you see, that's the thing. I can't even be like, "Hey, do you need a cover design?" Because you're a designer too. So yeah. she's an art director now. Yeah, I am an art director. She's, uh, she's a higher position than I am. So. <laughs> Plus, you haven't played any of those other games that we eventually fucked me yeah. in the face. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna put a moratorium on anyone uh, writing anything about Shadows of Mordor. Honestly, it's practically fucking fanfic. It well, yeah. it's, it's also basically like a Batman game. Too. Like it yeah. plays more like Arkham Knight than yeah, it, it does, does. like uh, like an RPG you would expect from a Tolkien verse yeah. kind of thing. So. You know, it is only it is pretty cool, but yeah. it's only the third uh, open world uh, 3D uh, Tolkien game that's ever been made. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys played the online one, right? Like Lord of the Rings yeah. Online. How yeah. accurate is that? Ex- incredibly, Pretty, yeah. yeah. Like if you really go to Weathertop, to you can actually swing around Weathertop and see the remnants of the camp that they made oh. near the spring. Yeah, oh, cool. it's really huh. accurate. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's, you can see the stone trolls, and one of them actually has a bird nest behind its ear and everything. Nice. Is it? So I remember they did super accurate. That came out around the same time the Conan one came out, and that mm-hmm. was like a very yeah. like, uh super accurate hyperborea or whatever is it called. What's that Hyperbole? Hyperborea, I think was the what they called I'm, the Conan world. Anyway, they had the same thing where you get up to a certain top of the map and like see the kingdoms spread out properly the way like Howard had drawn them, the drawn them and stuff. So it's that sounds he was the same team that is, did it. Is the Lord of the Rings online still online? Yeah. It is. It's yeah. still online. Yeah, they still play. Yeah, they keep uh, releasing expansions. They're they just now, got to Mordor. Yeah, they're now just oh, wow. getting to Mordor. Like the Holy level shit, cap now really? is like 105 mm-hmm. or 110. Uh, or something is it like still that? a monthly subscription? No, it's no? free to play. It's free to play. You can have like a VIP, which makes certain things a little easier. But you can still play free to play. Hmm. Nice. I have to it. jump on that yeah. again. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, if for anybody that is even remotely into Tolkien that wants to dive more into that world, it is super immersive. I can't recommend it enough. My school actually has a kin on there. It's kind of our athletic program. We raid together. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds all right for a Tolkien master's yeah. group. Yeah. Uh, so for my part, uh, I'm going to say, I already mentioned this, but the year that uh, we did a gender-bent Tolkien group, at Dragon Con was probably yeah. the nerdiest Tolkien thing I've ever done. So <laughs> my character was a uh, a male version of Rosie Cotton and a terrible fucking curly blonde wig. It's really hot. awful. He yeah. looks pretty hot though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and was like dressed up like for a, a power bottom anyway. a bar a barman <laughs> a bar Christ. like a yeah. So I called myself Roosevelt Cotton and Alicia did uh, Glam Dolph a uh, amazing fe- awesome. Fem Gandalf. Yeah. And, uh, That's my claim to fame is when we were in a competition with this. Uh, we won first place in the humor category. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> guy right. who played Haldir has seen my ass. Yeah, Craig Parker. <laughs> who played because Haldir. part of that costume is a 
a pair of undies that say you shall not pass with a Balrog on the back of them. <laughs> 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 Outstanding. Uh, and we, what else we have? We had a, not, not at the competition, but we had a, uh, a uh, gay lordreal, a male, <laughs> male, male galadriel. He was just in a straight and, up prom dress, and you could see everything. And our, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you could clearly like see it. his package. And we had a uh, Lego lass, and uh, oh, kitty trying to climb. No, kitty scaling to, the couch. Oh no, she's climbing. Fair enough. And uh, then oh, we had assaulting the chair. We our Australian buddy uh, uh, did a female or a male Aowen and insisted on being called Ao Wang. Oh my god! Uh, sounds about right. So, yeah, yeah. That's it for me. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I think with that we will uh, close out. But really quickly, let's all go around and do our uh, geek cred, which is a relatively new bit we've been doing, where we just recommend something that we've been enjoying lately. So uh, let's go to Christy, who originated Greek cred. Geek, geek cred. <laughs> I have. I know I've already talked about God of War, so I can't do that. But. I started reading, and this is sad that I just started reading it, the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's that new Sandman universe series that just started, too. Mm-hmm. So. so from what I've read so far is outstanding, and I will read anything by Neil Gaiman. Um, I want to pick up Good Omens next. But uh, yeah, no, Neil Gaiman Sandman is what I would recommend on Geek Cred. If you haven't heard of it already, you probably don't have Geek Cred. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Mark? Um, well, I don't play too much on my Switch, but uh, Octopath Traveler, I picked that up. Oh, I've heard that's amazing for um, that kind of game, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. It's a really good traditional um, Final Fantasy-esque role-play game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's the graphics. It's it's beautiful. Like yeah. Everything is 8-bit looking, but everything's 3D with like... What it's got that weird depth of field. Yeah, yeah. Too, beautiful. Cool. Um, like, cool. And you depth go into like, and... a beach setting or something like that, and... Everything just sort of has like this weird bokeh effect, yeah. uh, you know, and it glistens. Like it's it's a gorgeous game, and it's just a really good straight up uh, traditional RPG. I hate those kinds of games, and like just the art style of it has oh. made me like want to like I want to buy it just to like look at it. It's beautiful. Like I need to get Paul home or something like that so I can get him to like play it while I'm sitting watch, here and yeah. just kind of watch because like I have no interest. Just watch in an LP. It. It's, it's That's n- probably what I'll end up doing. And it's nice when you have it portable, but it looks so much better yeah, when it's yeah, on the big screen. It's yeah. it's a gorgeous game. Nice, Mark. Um, if you go on YouTube right now and type in Pearl Jam dash missing, uh, and if Chris Cornell shows up, that's the song you're looking for. Uh, on the second night of the Pearl Jam sh- uh, home shows, they did a obtuse cover of a Chris Cornell song that was not a finished song that was supposed to be on the single soundtrack that they have put taken and finished, uh, along with, so like, because Matt Cameron's in the band kind of thing. It was supposed to be a Soundgarden song on that, mm-hmm. but now it's it disappeared and that was their tribute to Cornell. Oh. So you can find that online. Uh, I posted it to my Facebook, and I think Tim's already liked it. So yep. it is out there. It was amazing to... Because I didn't know. I was sitting there like at the show being like, what the fuck song is this? There's like a Pearl Jam thing I don't know about already? And I was asking people in the group, and it was all hard, like diehards. And we're all looking at each other, like really confused. And I realized that like if me and these people are looking at each other, and we don't know what this song this is, this is new. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck's going on? So we're like, you is, do you. is it a new new song? But they announced afterwards, or some, or some we found out afterwards that it was a, a Chris Cornell song that was like nice. kind of lost that they did because of that. They were That's in their cool. hometown. That was very cool. Yeah. Alicia? Fucking Christ. I was not prepared for this shit. You, you read the fucking chat. You should have been. <laughs> Just recommend something you've been reading or watching lately mm. that you've been enjoying. I recently read the book uh, called Hilled. 
which oh, shit. I find it really interesting because one of the other things I do, I, I'm getting a dual concentration master's. The other thing I'm concentrating on is uh, studying dead Germanic languages. And uh, cool. Hild is a really interesting book. It's set in Anglo-Saxon England, and it's the, a fictionalized story of St. Hilda, I think, which is one of the people who uh, brought Christianity to England, and it covers a bunch of people who actually lived. I find it really interesting. It has a lot of uh, Anglo-Saxon words in it, and a lot of people find it hard to read because of that, but I like it. Nice. Uh, and for me, um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I did a lot of like just media diving to get hyped up for this trip to France. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and recommend if you have not watched Amelie in a while or if you've never watched oh, Amelie, so go it fucking is. watch yep. it. Because Crazy. this was probably the first time I've watched it in maybe 10 years. Might, might, maybe not quite that much. But yeah, really fucking holds up. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. I don't think there's ever really been another film quite like it that no. captures that same sort of essence. So go out and watch Amelie. That, uh, you, this, you guys finally get to say this to me. I've never seen Amelie. Oh, it's oh, wow. so it's good. So good. If, if, um, have you watched uh, any of his other films? Uh, I can't remember what else he's done. Delicatessen. Okay. It's very twisted. I've seen that. That one's really dark and bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Good, um, though. So watch it uh, right after Amelie. It, it sort of throws it off. <laughs> but in a good yeah. way just check it out Amelie was for the mass audience like to enjoy I it's think. such yeah. a charming movie it is, it is. Yeah. that's a perfect yeah. word for it it's charming I don't know like I never just never it's really good the music it, yeah. the so like good. little really yeah, animations the soundtrack's like, fucking amazing uh, it's yeah. very twee to me so I was like eh, it is but it's yeah, it's twee it's it's not twee like in a like Wes Anderson kind of way it's twee in a little a little Anderson. more like raunchier uh, a little more offbeat kind of way yeah. okay, there enough. are tits in it basically yeah. Yeah, it's very European <laughs> basically everybody very- on the plane <laughs> on the flight from Toronto to Salt Lake for some reason like I saw six people watching uh, Isle of Dogs Oh, okay. that was okay. I wanted just—I was like, because I kept seeing the animation. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" So I finally, like, my neighbor, like, on the other side of the aisle, was watching it, and I like tapped him and was like, "What are you watching?" He's like, "This is Isle of Dogs." Wes Anderson. I was like, "Oh, okay, I know what it is now." I it was—it was okay. It wasn't visually cute. identify it was one of his ones. Ones. Yeah. It was one of his weaker ones. Fair. Um, but all right, with with that, let's uh, close out. Thank you so much for our guests, for Alicia and Mark for joining us. Thanks. So good. Such a good okay. vibe. Yep. Try, 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 to sound, try to sound excited. Level of and like <laughs> Yay. engagement. Uh, but and uh, thank you all for joining us. If you would like to feedback and let us know what you think of uh, Middle Earth and Tolkien's Legendarium and what characters you think you most resemble and all those sorts of things, then you can do so on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dance robot dance <laughs> podcast. Yeah, uh, you can do so uh, Twitter at uh, drd underscore podcast. You can email us at danceorbotdancepodcast at gmail dot com. And you, if you are not already subscribed, you can do so on the iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, us- Shout Engine, and most places that podcasts there are you be found. Oh. Give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah, we yeah, would love it. Let us know if you want to hear more other Christy. Yeah, <laughs> other Christy. <laughs> Now that he's engaged, like he's basically on the podcast now. So like, no. yeah, <laughs> but he, can you just, love he can just show up and be like, "Hey, we want I want to be on this week," and that just means other Christie's going to be there. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. All right, and uh, with that, we'll say good night or good afternoon, I suppose. I guess so, it's good afternoon, yeah. Yeah, I'm Tim. I've been your host. Thanks very much for listening, Alicia. 
Say goodbye. Oh, bye. <laughs> Mark? It was nice having you on the show, Alicia, yeah. finally, properly, as opposed to just yelling at us from like non microphone yeah. positions. So it was not kind of instead, of, instead of just Statler and Waldorfing us. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really where I shine. But as she's a very good at it. So like, next time we'll just give her a mic and let her do that live on the track so that I have it and I can edit it in properly. Yeah, and let her, yeah heckle us in, yeah, in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christy and Mark, say goodbye. See you bye. guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Dance it out. Not all those who wander are lost. Oh, that was way better. <laughs> I forgot we did a Lord of the Rings episode. <laughs> Fucking Where the Christ. fuck were you? <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. This is what happens when Christy's not around for a couple weeks, folks. Basically. Sweet Lord Melon. <laughs>